traveling the vortex. We need a Santa Claus on Mars. Doctor thinks Alien is offensive. Just wait till he sees Batman and Robin. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Stupid helmet regulator. (laughs) (laughs) Did you guys have a Merry Christmas? I did have a Merry Christmas. Uh, A a Whovian Christmas? We should apologize. Sean got the TARDIS lost in the vortex again, so unfortunately we're coming to you way later than we ever Way, 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 way later than ever. But at least we're not two weeks late with cold coffee. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing better than the doctor. <laughs> See? It's all in perspective. <laughs> it's all in perspective. Thanks, Keith. I feel a lot better now. In a certain think? point of view. In a certain point of view. Um, yeah, I, um, we, we, we had Christmas and everything was, was, was rosy and merry. And then I got sick and it wasn't so much. <laughs> Me too. And Although I didn't I have the, the stomach shift. stuff that you had. No, that was... I had all the, the head cold and congestion and couldn't breathe and... And your yeah, morning schedule was banned yeah, to the morning, was which might be worse than night sick sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my, my apologies to all of our listeners who have kind of been going through withdrawals this week, going when they're going to record, when they're going to record. And, and uh, you're, Glenn, giving us, you're giving us a lot of credit there that people would actually be going through withdrawals. Twitch, twitch, twitch. Uh, Glenn, to his credit, did offer. He says, you know, we haven't missed a week. We could, we we could call the game on account of rain, and uh, I really didn't want to be the one to cause that so i i said well i'll leave that up to you guys <coughs> <laughs> you don't want to come over and get this though <coughs> what didn't occur to luckily me, i had friday yeah off. it didn't occur to me that he was off tomorrow so when i thought we were gonna have to push it all the way I at, thought at that point at yeah. Work, yeah it would have been if i had worked friday we yeah. would have had to push it all the way luckily I only had to work four days this week. Yay. First day of vacation of the year. Yay. <laughs> it's not actually a vacation day. Though. Yeah, it is. Oh, it is? Oh, you yeah. took the actual day off. Because it's a vacation day. Otherwise, he would have had me come back and work my normal shift on Friday. See, and Friday. it's silly. They should just give you the day off because you worked yeah, but I don't, the holidays. I don't, I so. Yeah, well, that's true. Yeah. yeah, I would have balanced out fine. Yeah, I oh, mean... Well. I got although it. you got time... And, now, you. this is actually works in your favor because time. you got time and a half yesterday... And, yeah. Uh, two, yeah, double we get double paid, time. T- double time. So you got paid, you know, twice as much yesterday, and you get your vacation. Yeah. Pay, so. so and be off. So it's it works well. So you, 
Some, some of us going to like to store up that vacation time to use late in the year. You're like, uh, when are you going to well, use your first vacation day, Keith? January 1. <laughs> 2, technically. <laughs> January 2. We're not allowed to store there anyway. We're supposed to, yeah. take, we're supposed we're supposed to take, take every it. quarter. So. Well, and we have That's four true. months out of the word. year we can't take vacation days. Right. Because of the sweeps. And then they, right. if you save it all for the end of the year, you're not going to get it. I think it. I counted so. up, and you only have about 40-day window to take all of your vacation. And for somebody and like then, me that has... Um, 20 days of vacation, well, yeah. 22 with my personal days. And I've got 15 really days to, of vacation really now. It's really hard to so. squeeze it in there. Well, you, have 17, past, you have 17, technically. Oh, yeah. Because you I, get I your three weeks, and then you get uh, two, two personal weeks. days. Man, I don't oh, yeah, come I work for you guys. You got any openings? <laughs> yes, actually. You get two two work weeks. Or three, you get three work weeks. I get three weeks. work yeah, weeks. Five, yeah, five and five. Yeah. 15. And then two personal then two days. days. God, we'd never get any time off if we <laughs> see the time off request from now. We all need off. No, not happening. I think I'm going to be sick. Yeah, but Keith and I have uh, been at our jobs for a long time. So That's true. Yeah. Kind of earned them. Five years got me up to three weeks. And last year I was just burning them when I, had, when I could. Took a week off and rearranged for no reason. It's hard to squeeze him in there. Well, yeah. that's the other thing is he can't be off when I'm off. I can't be off when he's off. Yeah. And, and so it just really And, and there's another guy. If he's off, I can't be off. So I'm serious. There's literally 42 days that we can get it in because once you account all of the sweeps months and you account, you have to cut ours well, in half because of what's left right. because we can't be off at the same time. And the other guy has even more. I think he's maxed out on his vacation days. I'm maxed out on mine too. But, yeah, if he can't. If he's off, I can't take off. Oh, it's the same with Matt and I. You know, if he's got a day off, I can't be off. And if I'm off, he can't be off. So. Am I the other guy? No, Bob. But, oh, yeah. Well, although technically Bob can't be off on a day that we're off either. So Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And he's maxed out. He's got and as if, many if, as I do. If he's off, I can't take off. So Yeah. He's got as many off as I do. Although if he's off, you can't take off. Technically, I'm not supposed to. But now that we have Rod there, I think they kind of fudge it. Yeah. Nobody cares about it. No. Nobody <laughs> cares about vacation. Anyway, and thank goodness that Keith had a vacation day because it yes. allowed us to record today. And we're coming to Happy New Year to everybody while we're at it. And 2015. Yeah, it's our first podcast of the new year. First podcast of the we new are year. recording on New Year's Day, the first day of 2015. We've just got to be driving you a little batty that we're, we're recording our Christmas episode oh. <laughs> on well, we were gonna, New Year's Day. We were going to be doing it two, three days afterwards anywhere. Yeah, three days afterwards anyway. So I'd already, I'd already uh, uh, came to peace with that. Okay. Yeah. Made <laughs> Had the whole year to look at that schedule. And I did. Twitch, twitch, yeah. twitch, twitch. <laughs> I think I don't think we've ever recorded a Christmas. We've never reviewed a Christmas special after or before Christmas. Or before well, not because they don't air on. until Christmas. Well, I, that's what I meant. <laughs> Anywhere close, it's always been after. I'm good with the TARDIS. I'm not that good. It's always been the weekend. Ever. Well, we had a Christmas special, though, that we released. That was our Christmas special. Yeah, so. yeah true. Hopefully, everybody enjoyed that. This week? We went forward in time and watched that Doctor Who special and came back in time so that we to could tell you about it, it beforehand. So don't listen. <laughs> How was your Christmas? It was good. It was nice. We, uh, I actually got the day off. Um, unfortunately, there's another thing with work is if Keith's off one Christmas, I work. And if I'm off Christmas, he works. Luckily, I got like, Christmas Eve off. You got Eve Christmas off. Eve off. And so then, uh, yeah, so my family came up. Uh, my dad's family every year gets together. And so this year we were able to participate. Everybody came to our house to open gifts. And because my parents live also in town, we all up and moved over to their house for dinner or for lunch. So that that was the nice thing because our house could be set up for 
presence because we both have houses that are well, we had 30 some people right yeah, and our houses are not <laughs> conducive to 30 some people and so usually when you have christmas you know you have to like move everybody out of the outside or into another room <laughs> while you set up to get tables set up because you've got yeah. to have places for people to sit the nice thing is my parents already had that set up at their house so all we had to do is just kind of transplant and take some chairs over and we were good to go so nice. it worked out really well, well this year this is like the second or third year we've done that so um, you that get was any, it. You get any who stuff? I did. Um, I didn't get much. Um, I'll talk about what I got today because we just opened our gifts from each other because we hadn't seen each other since before <laughs> Christmas. Um, but I got. Oh, okay. So uh, Christmas night is actually when we just did our family. Like so, like my folks, my sister, her two kids, and Holly and me and the kids. And so we waited until Christmas night to do that. So I didn't get anything. I got like I got a gift card from John, which that will go to Doctor Who. Stuff. <laughs> so John technically got my, me. Doctor might as well be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but uh, that that John boy. John boy. Yes. Merry and, Christmas, John boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thanks, John boy. By the way. And so that night I hadn't got anything Doctor Who yet. So that night I was like, okay. Uh, my mom usually gives me some Doctor Who. So I'm opening gifts, no Doctor Who, not Doctor Who. So I get this one gift, and I look at it. It's from my sister. And so I open it up. It's Doctor Who the Vault. Oh, nice. Oh, so I got cool. it. So I was I'm like, so, so excited. I was like, this is great. I've been wanting this all year ever since I saw it come out last year. And, and I said, Keith's got one, and Sean's got one. And I was lamenting the fact that I didn't have one. <laughs> and now I have one. And I was like, yay. So they give me another gift, and I open it up. It's from my mom and dad. Doctor Who the Vault! <laughs> so, at one point this week, I had more than you guys. <laughs> but my mom had the receipt, so I took that back. And I was going to trade it for, uh, it was from Barnes Noble, so she had the receipt to Barnes Noble. So I was going to trade it for, I was just going to get a couple of Doctor Who. Did the, did the reaction to your mom's face go from this? No, she goes, she did the, to the well, it was, <laughs> everything, it was kind of chaotic because we were all kind of opening stuff. And she saw me open that, but it didn't register until they were giving me the other gifts. She goes, wait a minute, who is the, who is the Doctor Who book from? And I went, Karen? And she goes, oh. And I went, oh, I bet I guess what this is. And, but I took it back to Barnes Noble, and I was going to get two Doctor Who DVDs, because yeah. I was going to get a couple of DVDs for that. And then it occurred to me that if I just wait, they'll do the 50% off of British titles. And I'll, oh, yeah, I'll, so there I you thought, go. you know, I don't have to spend this right away. I can get twice as many. <laughs> exactly. So The other thing that I might do with it instead, if I can't wait for the 50% off, is I'll probably go ahead and buy I didn't get series... Eight. Yeah. So I'll probably buy it. There's been, you know, a couple, you know, was it I was so pleased when I saw your picture of it because I thought about getting it for you after you were so enamored with my copy or with Sean's copy and ended up not. So <laughs> I'm glad I, I didn't get it for you. Three. Three. <laughs> uh, that was it. No, I got uh, best Christmas ever. <laughs> three copies of this book in case they want to read it more than once. You but, can have well, it in different rooms. This is how this. Here's how this Christmas has worked out. One on the my coffee mom, table. One in the bathroom. One. <laughs> my mom got me the vault, which I had to take back because I it was a double. And then she got me a Fitbit bracelet for oh. yeah with the watch. I mean, it's the really high tech, oh, nice. the expensive one because that's my my New Year's resolution, which started today, is to lose weight to get back down the, at least the 30 pounds I lost last year that I gained all the way back, and track all that progress and get you know get in better shape. And so I take this thing out, and I'm all excited about, yeah, I think I get this Fitbit. And it's, it's a large, well, look at my wrists. The irony of it is it doesn't fit. But it's not because my wrists are, well, it's not because of fat on my wrists, but I have no wrists. So they just kind of go right into my arms, if you know, so I don't have much of an indentation. So I need an extra large. So 
I couldn't even use that. We went to I went to Best Buy to look and see if they had extra large, and they don't. But my mom found out that she'll take it back and they'll order me a new one. So I don't have that yet. <laughs> and then the other thing I opened up was the Apple Magic Mouse, the really nice mouse that you, you've got that I was so excited for because I've wanted one of these. Because it, it's 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 great mouse because if you don't know, it's wireless for one thing, but it also. A regular mouse that you plug in has the track wheel and the left and right. Yeah. Well, Macs don't do that. They have a track pad, and everything's two, uh, you know, two fingers for right click, one finger for left click. Or I've got that backwards. It's got a special. Setup. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, you, you, there's it's a fancy. certain way you do it, and I'm so used to my trackpad, and you know, you swipe up to what to swipe things down. And you swipe. You know, it's kind of the, it's kind of that airplane yoke backwards thing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Back is up and forward is down, and so it, it's. Which that. sounded so, really weird until the first time I did it, and it was like, yeah, this makes it, sense. It's totally natural. You know, yeah, the, especially if you've been using if you, the if you do this, the the yeah. Well, just like kind a, of, just like a touchpad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just like yeah. a touchpad. Just yeah. the exact same concept, and so. And I'm so used to that. In fact, it drives me crazy because, you know, I, I use a PC at work. And so every once in a while, I find myself pushing the scroll <laughs> scroll, scroll wheel the wrong way. And so anyway, uh, so, I, I, yeah, okay, so I got that. It's something I can play with. I finally got some. Went home, fired up my PC. Or my, my PC, no. I fired up my Mac and it wouldn't start. I was like, what's going on? And I finally got it started. And then gave me a graphic card error. And it was doing all things and wigging out. And I was like, oh, so I thought i got to take this to the mac store and so i can't use my mouse i'll <laughs> springboard into that story real quick because it doesn't have anything to do with christmas but since i'm there i had to take my mac well i called the computer store the computer repair place in topeka that worked on my mac last time that replaced my logic board and they do not service apple computers anymore and i said okay so who in town does nobody you have to take it to kansas city <laughs> This was only like six months ago that I was down last time, and they fixed it. So I, the kids and I piled in the car on Monday morning, drove over to Kansas City, dropped it off. Um, they looked at it, and they're going to – actually, they have to now – well, the, the nice thing was he said, do you want to pick it up or do you want to ship it to him, to you? And I said, you can ship it to me? And he said, yeah. And I said, is that free because of the Apple Care? And he said, yeah, we'll take care of it. <laughs> I said, like, you're shipping it to me because I'm driving back over here to pick the thing up. Although, as Keith talked – we were talking a little bit before the show. He said, probably be faster to go pick it up than wait for it to ship. But anyway, so I'm, I'm, I'm computerless this week, all week long. And so I'm waiting for that to come back. And then the, the other thing is that we got the kids' tablets for – computer tablets for Christmas. And Caitlin – Mason – Charged it up, work, no problem. Ran it all day, loved it. Caitlin charged it all the way up, ran down right away. I'm like, what? Oh, so we plugged no. it back in and charged it all the way full again. And she unplugged it and tried to do something with it. And it acts like it doesn't even, can't even connect to the battery. Huh. So the poor girl, I had to go to Best Buy, which had 10 of these things when I picked them up the week before Christmas. <laughs> I get there to exchange it, which they're going to exchange it, no problem. We're out of them. We're out of them. Oh, oh my gosh. So poor Caitlin. <laughs> Little Mason's got his tablet he's been playing with all week, and Caitlin's waiting for us to come in the mail because they have to and ship one to us. So, yeah, we it's it's it, I mean it's not it didn't make Christmas bad, but it's one of those things that's like you get all this new toys, yeah, exactly, and, and it's like it, yeah. oh, we can't do anything with our stuff we got. So anyway, that was so my, I, I that was warned the parents all, all all the parents all month long that have been coming in picking up new game systems for the kids and they're like well it's got this and it's got this and it's like yeah and you know okay is this what you want yeah okay and i saw him i was like all right now here's the deal we guarantee everything we sell do yourself a favor take it home and plug it all in yeah. one after the kid goes to bed 
and make sure that it works. And they look at me like I'm nuts. And it's like, trust me, you don't want them to open this up Christmas morning and find out something really yeah, doesn't yeah. work on it. And we <laughs> or tested that a box of rocks yeah, or a couple we, of Bibles. We, we tested it when it came in, and it was okay. But I want to make sure that Christmas morning there are no disappointed <laughs> children. Well, that's what I was kicking myself this year is I, I, I should have plugged them in beforehand, had them charged so they could play. Because poor Mason, he was jonesing to play his, but we, we had to plug it in because you have to plug it in for eight hours the first time you Oh, really? That's a long yeah. charge. That's a long charge. Well, well, I guess it comes with a completely it, dead battery or something. You well, have to no, charge it, it all had the way charge up, on it, but the instructions said, and I've had electronics before, where if you don't do it the way it tells you, they won't exchange it if something goes wrong. I mean, you, you mm-hmm. avoid the warranty if you don't follow the directions. Yeah. And the directions this one said give it a full eight-hour charge. It probably didn't need a full eight-hour charge, but I wasn't going to chance it. I told him, I said, we're going to charge it for eight hours, but the directions say... That way, if it because it's a lot of batteries have a memory too. I don't think they they do. They don't anymore. much anymore. They but, used uh, to because uh, the still kind uh, of was it the lithium? Memory. Yeah, lithium uh, ion uh, doesn't do that. Yeah, right. They don't. But the uh, the old ones used to do yeah, that, where right. you had it had that memory cell that you had to charge it all the way up, or you had to deplete it all the no, way. No, you have to charge it all and, the way because first because it will only run down to the point you started charging. Is, right. You don't, yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 Cell phones used to they do don't, that. They don't. They don't. I don't but they, they, do I, they, the lithiums are. And it might be a holdover, but I thought, you know what? We're just, we're going to play this side of the to be on the safe side. I won't avoid any warranties because I didn't plug this in and charge it for eight hours. So. My sister got my mom a tablet and I charged it for her in advance before I wrapped it and put it under the tree. So I thought, I thought about the hamster wheel. I charged it for her. She doesn't know how to. Oh, you charge it ahead of time? Ahead of time. Before, oh, okay. before I, I wrapped I, I, it and put it under the tree. That makes total sense now because I charge it for it. like, wow. And I thought Sean was like technological Neanderthal. Oh, my. Had this <laughs> as many questions as she had about it. Of, <laughs> well, yeah, I had that's that. age. But if you tell me that she doesn't know how to charge it, no. I'm going, okay. There's she something seems, wrong. She's had doing okay with it. I had a whole discussion now. with my mother this week trying to. Where's this photo you told me to look at? It's on Facebook. No, I can't find it. We'll go here. It shows this. You're in the wrong thing, Mom. On and on and on. And I'm just, oh, my God. And so she goes this, and she, she, okay, well, send it to me. So we wound up physically texting her a copy of this picture because she couldn't find it. She calls me right back, and she goes, why does it say that you're not on my friends list? Did you unfriend me? I was like, no. She goes, you're not in my friends. And I went and looked, and I'm in her. She's in my friends list, but I'm not in her. She unfriended me. <laughs> like, how did you do that, Mom? I don't know. I think you must have. I was like, I guarantee you I didn't do it, Mom, because she, you're still showing up in mine. She could still go on along on her password hadn't been changed. No. Okay. No, she just. You know, that, that, that's one thing that you look for is if you've been hacked by somebody, if your account's been hacked, if the closest relation to you on a social media site are gone off of a list, Start checking or change your password because a lot of times what the hackers will do is they'll they'll, they'll what they'll do is they'll unfriend people so that you, they don't notice that there's been some unusual activity on their account because if your mom's posting something from you know men dot com uh, you know, yeah. then you're gonna there's a there's a red flag so you're gonna say hey mom I think you've been hacked and it's gonna shut it down sooner than they I don't want know, my you mom to. might post something from that. <laughs> well, yeah. and the other thing that you want to do is also they're not changing the passwords right away they're using the account with that password. And then waiting, and then down the line before you figure out that you've been hacked, then they change the password. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'll have her double the, check. One then. of the things you should check is if she might have accidentally. I done think it, she but. probably just accidentally did it. But, that, that's, but then, that's it's the after thing. we got that, so she goes, "Oh, 
like, look, you accepted my friend request. And I was like, yeah, well, I was already your friend, but okay. So then after that whole debacle, she goes, oh, hey, there's that picture. Oh, that's really cool. I was like, yeah, I know. Thanks, Mom. It's just... Oh, so okay, sorry. We had a little bit of a technical glitch again there. You probably heard. Uh, chipmunk voice followed by echoing. <laughs> and now we've determined that because we're not recording on my Mac this week, it must be a GarageBand thing <laughs> because weird this glitch. is a completely different computer. So, anyway. Anyway, so that conversation you hope to never have with your mother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not that one, the other one. The other one. Uh, not, the, uh, the, the, the technical Mom, one. Mom, why'd you post on men.com? <laughs> <laughs> I was being very nice by <laughs> saying that too, because I could have come up with any other website. Yeah, I was yours, Keith. What'd Our you Christmas get? was good. Uh, my cousin came back from Kentucky, so we got to see her and her boyfriend Dustin, and they brought their little dog Archie. And so we got. That's right. You have a cousin in Kentucky. Yeah, my sister. Oh, is it you and your little dog too? <laughs> Archie. Sorry. Archie is such a cute little dog. <laughs> He's the one that I posted the picture of that was playing the Cards Against Humanity. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was fun. We did that on Saturday. Which was, that's a lot. That game is a lot of fun. I think we should all play it together sometime. Um, but we, I heard it's evil. It, it's it's an evil version of apples versus apples. Oh, okay. Apples to apples. Great. It's re- oh, I hate it, apples to apples. It's, it's an evil version of that. It's I hilarious. Hate, I hate subjective games. That's just. That's you got to know no your stri- audience. There's no strat. That's the problem. Is you. Yeah. If, which, the worst is really I went to a, went to a party like movies when I didn't know cry, anybody there. <laughs> I didn't know anybody there, and I knew I was going to lose apples to apples because nobody knows me. Yeah, it's and it's one of those games where there's really no there's objective. No there's no there's no point of there's no points of okay, you won. It's you ran out of cards. Okay, we're done. At least with <laughs> Cards Against Humanity, there's a lot of humor there. Yeah, there is a lot of humor there. There's a Doctor Who version too. We could put that on the uh, the next fun with games <laughs> schedule. Fun with games. Fun, fun with, with games. games. <laughs> But my sister. Although the Cards Against Humanity too. version might have to have a uh, parental warning, Sensor, from, yeah, what yeah, I, yeah. from what I understand. Is, yeah. So, uh, so we got all the dogs because my mom has a dog, little monkeys with squeakers in them. And, uh, <laughs> Max, my mom's dog, just starts ripping into it. <coughs> Come in the Christmas Eve, doesn't have a face. <laughs> I thought you were going to say only thing that was left was the squeaker. <laughs> But Archie, this is the only dog. All my previous dogs kind of just ripped into him and didn't play with him like I imagined they would. Archie was the first dog I noticed that actually played with the stuffed animal with the squeaker like I huh. expected. It bite it and squeak, 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 squeak. And we were trying oh. to web chat with my sister, and all she could hear was squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> oh, your sister didn't make it back. No, she oh. didn't. So we we web chatted with her though. Yeah, so. that's always and next luckily best thing. with. The stepping up of equipment for my mom, there was a, it was much less of an ordeal of got to take the TV from the bedroom and I got to bring over my router. She already had a router. All we had to do was bring over yeah, the laptop. Yeah, you got her upgraded this year, didn't you? <laughs> so That's right. you planned that out ahead yeah, of time, didn't you? Job, she had an HDMI cable. All we had to do was bring the laptop, which was nice. Uh, got a lot of who who stuff. Uh, you were posting f- pictures left and right. No, I did a few. Um, I think I did two batches. Or it just seemed like every picture you posted was like, think, oh, Keith's got more Who stuff. I, I, I think I only posted Who stuff, but I also... Um, I'm glad I didn't get him. <laughs> uh, what you started at my birthday, everyone else finished uh, with the Planet of the Apes graphic novels. Oh, I have really? all, all the way up through Volume 5 now. And then there's another set. Sweet, I'm a trendsetter. And because of you, I discovered that there's other ones that actually take place eight years before the first film that feature Cornelius and... Uh, Zeus, 
and the art in that is really cool. I'll have to bring that so you guys can see that. It's and that's three volumes. So, so now I'm close to getting all the Planet of the Apes uh, collections. But I got Happiness Patrol, uh, Mind of or uh, not Mind of Evil. Um, I don't know the Mind Robber. Yeah. You had mind in the title. <laughs> I, I knew I had mind. Uh, so you didn't have mind. You posted that, and I thought you had mind robber. Already. I did not have mind robber. Just that's on Netflix. Weird. So I had to borrow it from you to give it. So let my mom borrow it. Oh, that's right. You did. Uh, Deadly Assassin, <laughs> along with uh, Enemy of the World, Sontaran Experiments, uh, the Eleventh Doctor Potato Head, <laughs> New Pajama Pants, and a couple of books, including. Uh, Engines of War. So that I'm, that I'm about. jealous yeah. about. And uh, about the Kindle version. So. Ironically, the volume of all twelve ebooks, oh. which I didn't know was out already. Yeah. Oh, and, you know, I well, that was very. I, I think I did know that, but somebody had posted that they got it prior. I think Christmas. I saw Reese. Yeah, it was it, Reese. Yeah, and, and I think it was prior. Well, it would have been it, prior, it would have been to, prior Christmas. to our Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> His Christmas was darn near twenty four hours yeah. before us. Not that many, but. 16 at least. He's always first. He yeah. beats he us to is. everything. Now, he, was, he posted the other night, uh, New Year's Eve, that you know he'd gone for a walk and, and, <laughs> and was getting ready to you know ring in the new year. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess that's almost time for you. It was, I was posting, I was, <laughs> I was responding to him here at 2 a.m. in the morning <laughs> the previous day. Well, it was still oh. the same day, but it was 8 o'clock for him. And it was going to be New Year's in like three and a half hours. And it wasn't going to be New Year's for like another 16 or 17 hours for me. And so it was weird. I said, wow. I, so I said, you know, well, Happy New Year, going to make it first. And he said, you want to let you know what it looks like from the other side. <laughs> Speaking of. Oh, yes. That came out this week. What is it? The Don't show me. Tell oh, me. sorry. It's the Star Trek Planet of the Apes uh, crossover graphic no- uh, oh. comic book. Have you read it yet? I have not read it yet. It's interesting. IDW? I, IDW. I, I figured our friends at IDW had provided you, but I, I thought you might I like did. a physical. Oh, so that, that is for oh, you. Yeah. thank you very much. You're welcome. Yes. I, it occurred to me when I saw it on Facebook that it was coming out, so I went to look to see if they provided us one, and they did, but I'm very pleased. Oh, we have a review copy? We have a review oh, good. Yeah. It's in my Dropbox. Oh, okay, good. Well, then I get to read it. Then yes. you can read it, too. It's, it's very neat. I didn't think you'd care so much about a physical copy. Because yeah, you, no. You, you no. were getting a review mine's copy. All, of it. Mine's all digital. Since it was apes-related, I thought. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like it, he definitely needs something like that. How was your Christmas, Sean? I was, it was good. Um, I had uh, both Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off because Ooh, uh, I had covered for Matt um, on something. And I don't know. It was back at Thanksgiving, and, and he needed something. And I was like, yeah, I can work it. And he was like, are you sure? I'm like, it was. I was already scheduled to work close, and we'd opened. It was you know, a matter of like I'm going to be there an extra four hours. <laughs> Ooh, wow, big deal, you know. Yeah, I can go ahead and do that. <laughs> so um, he apparently was just so blown away by my sacrifice that he said, well, you, know, "You can have Christmas Eve and Christmas Day off." And I'm like, "I'm not going to complain." So yeah, that was nice because that was a couple of extra days that Mel was still going through her recuperative yeah. stages yeah. Uh, after the surgery and. Um, and so it was kind of nice to have that. And then went out to my dad's on Christmas Eve and uh, had a very nice time with his family. And that was, the, that was the time it was finally Christmas for me. Because uh, I've been complaining and grouchy at work about the Christmas music. And, you know. <laughs> and Christmas Eve, I got in the car and I put KMAJ on and they were playing Christmas music. And I was okay with it. And I had my Santa hat on and I was okay with it. <laughs> I just, it's now Christmas. I'm ready. <laughs> Christmas Eve at 6 o'clock. That's when it starts. So I drove down and uh, went out to my dad's and had a good time with his family. And then... Um, 
Uh, didn't get any Who stuff out there, but I got some painting supplies, which oh, was kind nice. of fun. Because uh, I told everybody it was I had such a good time painting at the, <laughs> the, the paint therapy with my TARDIS. I was like, I'm itching to do this again. I want to go. So I got some of that and then uh, came back. And we uh, we had a really good Christmas here. And uh, Cody and uh, you know, all the kids came over and uh, did their stuff. And we did ours and, and opened our stuff. And uh, Mel, we, we've been on this. She's been on this Mars attack kick. Mm. Just, I don't know what brought it up, but something happened, and she's <laughs> like, Christmas we, movie. we need to watch that. I forgot it was a Christmas movie until he boasted it. It's not a Christmas movie. <laughs> it just happened to work out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> no, <Christmas. laughs> um, but uh, she, she's been on this kick where we need to watch Mars Attacks. Well, I don't own Mars Attacks. I have it on Laserdisc, but I don't have it on. <laughs> so I was telling well, we can go downstairs and fire that thing up and watch it. And she's like, yeah, we'll have to do that. And just never have gotten around to it. And then it's for it to warm up. Something would happen. And, yeah. <laughs> with a motor and everything. Um, something would happen. And on there and it goes. <laughs> and then, and then the arm bar kicks in. <laughs> yeah. The planets align. But I heard you, you can know. stack them on like that little arm thing, and then it drops down. The next <laughs> no, <movie>. it doesn't. <laughs> oh wait, that's sorry. That was a that was a record. That was sorry, a record. The album. Um. <laughs> if anybody, if anybody, you probably don't even remember that. If anybody that's listening to this is younger than probably thirty-five years old, they have no idea what we're talking about. You know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, you used to make the stack of the records. And you'd have a spindle, and you could take and you put a record on there, and then you could stack up to like six other albums and stuff the stacks, on the top, yeah. put a little arm on it, and then as soon as the one album was done, the needle would pop up and come over here and move out of the way, and let me deal with the arm, and then the next one would drop down, and the needle would come back and sit on top of the first, or the next one, and play through it. And just did the whole thing? Sorry. <laughs> I got way off base there. It was, in, in the old days, we used to call it shuffle. <laughs> But um, I think that was loop. <laughs> so she's been uh, working part time at Vintage Stop before the surgery, and we got a copy of Mars Attacks in at work. And she was just like, "Oh, we gotta buy it. We gotta buy it." I was like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll look into. It, we'll look into it." And then uh, they had the, the, the steel book, like at a exclusive, and of course it's a UK or something version, region two, whatever. <laughs> but it's a regionless one, but it's a only available overseas steel book edition. And she got all excited over that. I was like, "Oh, we might have to order that." And then she kind of forgot about it again. And something happened Christmas morning, and she mentioned it. And she hit me, and she's like, oh, I really want to watch that movie. Like, oh, okay, we'll get on it. Not knowing, unbeknownst to her, that I'd already bought it. And I bought the steelbook <laughs> for her, and it was under the tree. So that happened to be the first thing that she opened Christmas morning. Oh, oh, nice. And she opened that and went, <gasps> and hit me again. Which I didn't think was fair. So we had to watch. Well, it's because she was having to wait through all the other gifts yeah. to be opened before she could watch, watch it. So, so we... Of all of the movies that we could watch on Christmas, you know, we watched Mars Attacks. <laughs> well, you know, it's a, it's a tradition in the UK that on Christmas night that they usually there they used to anyway. I don't know if they do this anymore. If people still live in the UK or people that live in the UK know that they still do it, let me know. But it used to be a thing as Christmas night, the big movie event in the evening. They always play disaster films. Oh so yeah, be like Poseidon Adventure or to be you know Towering Inferno. Oh, that's why Doctor Who does. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that is why Russell T. Davis. Did all of his films in disaster movie style? So, so that was so it's, it's, you just, had, you just carried movie. on a British. I just carried on a British tradition. We had, we had a proper British Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Mars Attacks, oh, such a bad, lovable movie. I just Tom There's Jones. Nothing bad about that movie. There's a lot of bad about that movie. <laughs> but it's, bad about it's, that movie. It's, it's it's an enjoyable. It knows movie. it's no, bad. No, no, it's yeah. no, 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 no. It's not bad. It's exactly what it's supposed to be. 
That's what's the beauty of it. I, I'm, it I, is the it's the old style it's a, 1950s it's a B movie trading card. I mean, it was based on trading cards set. Yeah, well, cards. that's the thing. As I, I honestly think that there's. I think watching it, I think there's room for it. It could have gone a little more camp, a little more absurd, a little more. And I think that's why most people didn't get it. Because I'll be honest, I watched Mars Attacks originally, and I was slightly disappointed with it. It was trying too hard to be serious. But the, yeah, the, the, yeah. It, it, it took itself a little too seriously, oh, despite the absurdity of what right, was going right, on. Right. But the more I watch it, the more I'm able to just yeah. gloss over and go, hey, it's Tom Jones! And, you know, so. <laughs> Speaking of Tim Burton uh, movies that didn't take them, or that had major issues, I did watch uh, Batman Returns ahead of Christmas. <laughs> Not Batman and Robin. Not Batman. <laughs> Not Batman. Or, but that was much more of a train wreck than I remember. Keith, <laughs> that's not that bad. Uh, have you seen it recently? Yeah, but it's not a train wreck. Oh, I mean, it, it's maybe a slight maybe derail, I wasn't in but the right, it's not a train wreck. Maybe I wasn't in the right frame of mind, but it felt like people were just doing things randomly to do things randomly. <laughs> Well, the motivations didn't make that. sense for uh, anybody. There, the, 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 the problem with Batman Returns... And there's not enough Michael Keaton in Batman Returns. Is, is, yeah, but that's very much it. There's, there's too many villains. 30 minutes does. until you see Bruce Wayne. Two, two major villains and a minor, if you include Christopher Walken. And it's like he's got a sketchbook of wonderful characters, but the book keeps falling open to random pages at different times, and so you never really know for sure what's going on. They start off with this plot about the power capacitor, and he's sucking power from Gotham. We never do anything with that. We get bogged down in the revenge story. It's like, ah, it's too much going on. But it's a Christmas movie, so it can't. It is a Christmas movie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tim Burton um, made me think about it. What did I get Doctor Who was? Um... I got Kenda or Snake Dance, one of the two. I think I had Kenda. You, you brought up Kenda. I brought. Well, you have both now, though. Right? I have both okay, now. Okay. Uh, Snake Dance is the one that I didn't have, so I, I got okay. it, and I got <laughs> a Tardis bottle opener for all of the root beer <laughs> consumption that's been going on, and when it touches metal, <laughs> I'm 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 so glad that you're excited about that. And it would be a clever little thing for me to own, but it's like on the way bottom of my Doctor Who <laughs> memory. I never knew it. Paraphernalia. I didn't know it existed either. I, I just thought it either. was the coolest What's thing. What's now on the Oh, okay. i got to tell you guys about this. Mind <laughs> blown. All right. We watched Gremlins. Another Christmas movie. On Christmas. Uh, that was later, later in that the That one day. is a Christmas movie. So opening credits, Gremlins come. It's been a long time since I've seen Gremlins. In fact, I don't know that I had ever seen Gremlins until about two or three years ago. I remember the book what? and record sets. What? Like I would go to Hardee's every week because they would do a book and record that would come out. How did you not see that in your childhood? Well, because the book and record scared me. <laughs> <laughs> it's a scary movie. It's I mean, a, I saw it's it a legit yeah. scary yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. When they start mutating and all the... In, it's uh, not intended stripe to be a kid's or, movie. Stripe? It ended up being marketed as a kid's movie, yeah. though. Stripe. Stripe, yeah. Yeah, when, when Stripe... Spike. And all is it Spike or Stripe? Oh, it is Stripe. It's Stripe. Yeah, I think it's got Spike the in the sequel, right? Oh, there is a spike in the sequel. Yeah, yeah I think you're right. I don't. I've seen the sequel all once because I hated it. Oh, it's the I. No, <laughs> that's Tony, more of a kid's no. movie. Tony Randall. What we'd like to do is. <laughs> uh, no. no. Anyway, um, so the opening shot, and I'm looking at the snow-covered city and the children playing, and I went, "That's Hill Valley." Yeah, it's the Back to the Future <laughs> yeah, set. It is. It is. It's the courthouse and the main street and the whole it bit. Is. The theater that they blow all the, oh, wow. that they blow up with all the gremlins in it is the theater. Marty wow. crashes into I, at the end of the road. I did not know that and never noticed that until I was in. Well, this was twenty years ago. Holly and I went out to Universal Studios and we took the back lot tour, 
and they drive you by that mm. big courthouse, and they tell you there's actually more movies that have been shot here besides Back to the Future. Because when you when you drive into when the, the when the uh, the tram drives into that area on the back lot, you see the courthouse. It's, yeah. it's not all you know fixed up like it was, and because they've used you know, they tear stuff off of it and do different things. Yeah. Off the facade. But it's clearly the building. You go, oh, okay, that's that's the courthouse from you know, and I'm I'm doing the you know bowing down <laughs> to the building. And they said that actually you'll be surprised to know that a lot of films have actually been shot here. And there's like six or seven other ones that are. Oh, notable, a whole bunch of them. Yeah. But that was the one that the first one she said was Gremlins was actually shot, and I went, oh, and all of a sudden that little door <laughs> went, yeah, and there it was. Yeah. Um, James mentioned this. He says uh, it's also Hazard. Hazard? The Dukes of Hazard? And it wasn't until he said that that I went, oh my God, it's downtown Hazard. It's totally the square and Cooter's Garage. It's all right there. Oh, I didn't realize that. It's the, Yeah. And I, the, huh. so that well, was Paramount just. Paramount must have used their. That was just. Down, because that's, you know, I think that was a CBS Paramount. So anyway, we're, we're getting later in the movie, and uh, Billy caught this one. And uh, I got up to do something. They say, you got to come back in here. you got to come back here. The scene where he goes to the uh, uh, the con, the, the conference, the inventor's convention yes, or whatever. Yes, yes. Okay, yeah. a couple couple things I did not Quite realize. Yeah. So he, he's he's on the on the phone. And, of course, I've always, the Robbie the Robot. That's, hey, look, there's Robbie. And that's all I fixate on. Well, he's on the phone to her talking about how the competition is going to be tougher or whatever. And this kind of roadster cruises by right in the front ground. Right. Steven Spielberg is driving the roadster. Oh, is that right? Oh, wow. <laughs> totally had never seen him before. I, I've never seen him either. It's Steven I, Spielberg. I, I, I clearly visualized the scene. I had no idea that was Steven Spielberg. Over his left shoulder is the time machine from the time machine. Yeah. What? Yeah. And there's a guy at it and the wheel's going and everything is going like this. And they cut back to her and she says something. And okay, just the fact that you got the time machine, Robbie the Robot, and Steven Spielberg in the same scene is an awesome visual gag, right? That cuts to her, and it comes back to him. The time machine is gone. There's a puff of smoke, and some guy's doing this in the space that it used to be. And I went, this is a background joke. This is the greatest thing in the history of ever. And I'd never seen that before. Wow. Wow. So you have to go home and look that up. That's my that's my long expanded that's Christmas good. story that doesn't have anything to do with Christmas. <laughs> but the movie takes place at Christmas. But the movie takes place at Christmas, yeah. so it counts, you know. But really yeah, so go home and look that up or YouTube it or something because it was just like <laughs> <laughs> never noticed that. But Billy was the one that caught you. Went, look at the thing. What you know? Huh. Oh, anything else? You gain any, no, no other who stuff though. Well, we can We should can, say oh, um, one of those two. Yeah, yeah. You go. You go on with. Uh, no, no, no. Next that's all right. I was just going to mention that we well, we, we, we had. Oh, we did our tonight. tonight. Yeah. So, uh, ne- I'm ne- sure ne- I got more stuff. Never really fear, uh, <laughs> listeners. I did get more who stuff. <laughs> it just came tonight when we finally got together. I didn't uh, get more who stuff. Well, yeah, you not, did. I, I, you know, yeah, on ornament. Sorry. Sorry. So hurt. I'm so made that ornament. And a lanyard. That's a gorgeous ornament and a lanyard. I was <laughs> you got looking, a lanyard. I was, I was looking down at my just, I was, I was I looking get, down at my whirly pop. Yeah, well, <laughs> yours was the lead. Well, the, the probably that. Well, even the gift cards you could probably put something. Doctor, <laughs> I'll probably put it towards. I, I, eight, I'm gonna start. I guess I got this really, really, really. Actually, first of all, I got this. <laughs> well. So we, as as you know, in fun and games, we did uh, Yahtzee was one of Doctor Yahtzee was one of the things that we reviewed, and I had commented a long time ago that you know it's it's just Yahtzee. I mean, come on! And then of course, Sean brought up the fact that there's a doll like Yahtzee, 
And I kind of thought, eh, that might be one I might, I might want to own. I believe his I exact, believe exact quote was, was <gasps> really? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was in Best Buy the other day, or Barnes & Noble the other day, when I was, I was exchanging a book because I'd actually gotten two. I, I talk about that. <laughs> That's what we've talked about so much. So I actually walked by a table, and there was the Dalek Yahtzee set. And I looked at it, and I actually contemplated buying it with my gift card. And I was like, yeah, no, yeah, I better pass on it. Which luckily I did because Sean actually got me. Sean and Mel. Sean and Mel got me uh, Yahtzee, uh, Dolly Yahtzee. So now have a cool Dolly <laughs> Which we opened it up and you, it's just as loud as the TARDIS. <laughs> well, I don't, um, I don't know if it was as loud. Well, but it's still annoying. So I'm the going funnel to, shape, I I'm think. Gonna, the, the TARDIS, is, or the TARDIS, the uh, Dalek is just going to set with my Dalek collection. So I've got to be honest, really? any Dalek fans out there, the Dalek Yahtzee is worth it's, buying yeah, just for the Dalek. Totally I mean, is. go go get a cup and put your dice in it. But <laughs> the dice look awesome too. We, 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 we all kind of come. Yeah, we're and much more it's easier to read. And it, you know, yeah. we've talked about what we're on the dice. Um, and then the second thing I got was Keith got me and Sarah got me uh, Jelly Babies, which uh, very Doctor Who there, and a really super awesome poster that I hadn't seen anywhere. It's a comic book cover. Poster. It's not from any actual it's comic actual, book, but it's, it's done in, in that style. style, and it's kind of kind of that distressed look, as though it's an older comic. But it's actually got Tom Baker, and he's kind of hanging off the front of the TARDIS, and it's it's really super. And cool. It says Daleks on it. It does. It was his Return of the Daleks. Yeah, at the bottom. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so really cool. So I did get more Doctor Who stuff. Yay! Keep. Sean and Mel got me a Jiffy Pop, which I never, I never had before. It's not a Jiffy Pop. Oh, Jiffy Pop is a brand of popcorn. Whirly Pop. There you go. There Whirly you go. Pop. Jiffy Pop says stuff in yeah. the Whirly Pop. And, and, uh, and as, as much of a popcorn connoisseur as I am, it's kind of surprising I've never had one. It's a little surprising you've never had one. And then it's one of those nice ones with the handle crack, yeah. and you actually hold it over the, the stovetop. And three you, minutes. You, yeah, and you just three turn the crank to keep popper. the... The uh, popcorn moving and the kernels in there, and as they move, they continue to stay connected with the bottom of the pan, and it pops quicker yeah. because it's in movement and it's still on the heat consistently, and it actually pops better. You get a lot less. You kernels. get a lot less yeah. kernels. A lot less. I'm excited to use it. Here I'm describing his. We're, we're, Although we're we have <laughs> you and I each have one, so we we more familiar yeah. with it, I suppose. I'm looking forward to using it uh, when we watch the movies this weekend. And then Glenn made both Sean and I. Just don't forget individually, to cure it. I, I will not forget to cure it. Really awesome ornaments. That have the TARDIS and a snow globe. And then a nice little present underneath. And yeah. it has our names on it. I like it a lot. And you said there were Shrinky Dinks? It was. What it did is I took... Um, uh, they have Shrinky Dinks now that you can put through a printer. And so I found that really awesome TARDIS and a snow globe with the uh, Dalek snowman. And, and, and the, the snowman has the with scarf. The scarf which yeah. Is under, yeah. And so, you know, you have to... You have to blow them up to a certain size. So I make sure I got the best resolution. Printed it out. You shrink them for a little while, and then of course put holes on each side. And there's a little present hanging from it, and a little ribbon on top. I got all crafty this year. You did. You better be careful. Our Patreon subscribers might be expecting <laughs> <laughs> might be expecting to, ornaments Keith, next year. Uh, I posted Facebook, it on Facebook, yeah. Twitter, and Instagram. Ooh. So there you go. And uh, what did I get? I got. Uh, Rocketeer action figure from Keith, a reaction figure. That's the Rocketeer, and I love the Rocketeer, so I'm excited about that. And I can't believe you opened it. You know that NRFB, yeah. <laughs> and and jelly no, babies. because later tonight, after we've gone, he's going to be down there playing, <laughs> flying it around the room. I imagine he does that all the time. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> does the helmet come off? Yeah. Whoop. 
Oh. And the backpack comes off too. Oh. So you could rocket hi- pack. Excuse me. You could hide the rocket pack in the back of the car and just be, you know, just be Cliff Secord. <laughs> but you could find the rocket pack and put it on and then be the rocketeer. <laughs> which is awesome. And uh and Jelly Babies and then Glenn got No, I didn't. Oh, this is no, you're right. This is <laughs> oh, uh, a, a, a set of four Doctor Who shot glasses, which are also done in that uh, comic book style, which I thought were very cool. Oh, you got a theme going. This Apparently, year. I didn't even realize, you didn't realize it <laughs> until later. It's, it's even the same TARDIS, yeah. the Vorp Vorp, because yeah, yeah, yeah. Vorp Vorp is obviously a comic book Vorp, thing. Vorp. Not, this not is a, what this is what's on the other poster. So. Um, but it's got the silence on one and a, a Dalek, uh, a. New series Cyberman. A new new series Cyberman. <laughs> a new it is new new. new. It's not Cybus. It's a new new. No, it's a uh, uh, Nightmare and Silver Cyberman. Yeah. Or what I've come to think of as Nightmare and Silver Cyberman. I, I prefer the to say that's from uh, uh, Death in Heaven. Death in Heaven, yeah. Oh, it's got the brig. <laughs> it's the brig. It doesn't. You notice it doesn't say anything. It doesn't say delete or anything bad on it, and he's kind of in the Iron Man superhero pose. I'm going to say that's the brig <laughs> there. The yeah, we'll go, I'll go with that. So we've got two good guys and two bad guys. There you go. Because silence are still bad guys, um, and I got the aforementioned ornament and and a gift card, gift card. Yes. So. I know I got some more Doctor Who stuff, but for the life of me, I can't Christmas. think of what it was. But it's anyway, it's a good thing too because we're a Doctor <laughs> we do a Doctor Who podcast. All right, anything else that you guys do this uh, week? I watched Wolf of Wall Street this week. By the how way, how was it? Um, was it good? It, uh, I saw your comments about the language. <laughs> That's the worst part of it. Oh my gosh, so many f bombs! I, I it was the eighties. I'm getting old. <laughs> I'm getting old because that stuff didn't used to bother me. But I just sat there thinking, oh, I really feel like I need to wash my ears out with soap or something. I just felt so ugh, filthy afterwards. But um, it it's well acted. It's uh, uh, Jonas Hill does a great job. Uh, DiCaprio does a great job. You guys know I'm not a huge DiCaprio fan, but yeah, he, I, I really enjoyed him. All of the actors and actresses in this were really good. The story is a little too. If you don't know what it's about, it's about this guy that he is. He aspires to, to work on Wall Street, and on the first day of his job, or the first week of his job, I guess it is, uh, might even be longer than that. He, the it was it happens it happened to be Black Monday, and everything tanked. Of course, it was oh. the worst you know stock market crisis since the crash in, in the 1920s, and so he gets fired. And so he goes out to find another job. Well, he's got these really good brokerage skills now based on just what he learned in that week. And, of course, he came out of college for that. And he, they see an ad in the paper, and he goes and answers the ad to be a broker again because he thought he was going to have to do something else because, I mean, it's it's dismal. I mean, the, the yeah. stock market really hurt a lot of people. He goes and finds out that there's this place where they sell penny stocks because it's kind of the new thing in the 1980s. And so he goes in, and they're saying, you know, you get – instead of the – three percent share that you get as a broker for wall on wall street with penny stocks the incentive is to sell as much as you can and like they're, you know, they're selling like 15 dollars at a time because penny stocks were those stocks that you could really just you know snatch up real cheap because mm-hmm. they were little startups and you know they never really ever went anywhere just because only a few penny stocks that actually were ever successful but he he decides to take the job and he's he he's enamored by the fact that I get fifty percent of the commission from these penny stocks. So he you know everybody's selling like fifteen twenty thirty. He goes and sells like four thousand dollars <laughs> on his first call of penny because he's this real smooth talker. 
And uh, so it, what happens is he decides that that's kind of the way to go. And he thinks, well, maybe, well, his wife kind of says, well, you know, aren't you, don't you feel bad selling to these people that don't have a lot of money already? He says, you should be targeting the people that have money can throw it away. And he says, yeah, you're right. And so what they do is he sets up his own company and uh, sells penny stocks, but they're selling to rich clients. So they end up selling a lot more because huh. the rich clients, they have money to throw away. Yeah. They look at these as like little tiny things, you know, it's just a drop in the hat. And so he ends up making a ton of money, and the the thing gets you know the the uh, business gets huge, and he starts this entire empire of his own. Well, the the Fed he he starts doing some stuff under the table, and the feds get caught into him and go after him. And I, I won't go any more than, into it than that. But the problem is is that I think the movie itself glorifies the he, they're really bad people because they're really taking advantage of people. And I think the, the the story is trying to show how bad this was and how mm-hmm. bad these people were and how, how much they were taking advantage. But it almost goes too far to glorify what they're doing and make him look like a hero. And it never really does anything for the, 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 the many, many victims in the 80s and 90s uh. of, of – these this essentially scam that he puts yeah. on, and so unfortunately, it's too heavy in the glorifying what he did, and not heavy enough, or there's too light in the fact that there were so many victims of this basically scheme that he was he, that, that this entire corporation was creating. So mm-hmm. I, I I didn't like it because of that. Other yeah. than you know, other than that, I mean, it's it's well acted and there's way too much cussing. If you if you can't take too many of the F word, then stay away from it because it's, it's about every other word. It's like my uncle said: if you cut out, if you cut out the F bombs and the sex, the movie would have been fifteen minutes. <laughs> He's probably right. I watched uh, Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Ooh, I watched that too. <laughs> I, I, and you're right on. I, if I would have thought about it, we should totally that would have been a fun. Okay, along. next year, the twenty third. Because, you know, Christmas Eve, you're right, off and right, doing right. stuff. The 23rd, we're going to hold a tweet along. Okay. To Santa Flicks Claus with Congress Demonstrations. De- we're scheduling it now. Flicks with Friends, December 23rd. We'll figure out a time later. Last week, we kept calling it. Well, last time we recorded, we kept calling it Santa Claus versus the Martians. It wasn't until it's Conquers. It wasn't until you posted that I went, well, duh, it's Conquers. Well, the even Conquers isn't an apt name for that movie. Well, no. Santa Claus goes and helps the Martians. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah. stops a usurper. Yes, yes. <laughs> but nobody would have gone and saw it if you know. No, yeah. It, I don't think I'd ever seen it before. I had so much fun watching that movie. And then that stupid... Have you seen it? I don't know that I've seen all of it, but... That stupid theme song was in my head for like four <laughs> days afterwards. And, it, and then it would just make me chuckle thinking about it. <laughs> Sing a few bars. Hooray for Santa Claus! <laughs> <laughs> you know, I discovered it. Now, I won't go too deep in the story, but I discovered it about ten years ago on InternetArchive.org because it's in the public domain, so nobody owns it. It's it's public owned, and there's been a lot of the you know the cheap dollar DVDs you can find in the dollar store and stuff like that, versions of it. And I've always seen it, but it was on Internet Archive one time, and I downloaded it. And I went, oh, okay, because you know me, I love B movies, especially fifties <laughs> and sixties B films. And I downloaded it, and I thought, and as I read the premise of it, I thought this may be a little too out there for me because <laughs> I, I really like stinky B movies. And so I started watching it, and I fell in love with it. I was oh, like, oh, so, it's I'm so, so glad it's on Netflix. It's oh easy yeah, to access. Now. And it just showed up this month too. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. 
Speaking of tweet alongs, uh, the first Marvel with Friends and I missed it. Was on I Saturday. Iron Man. I was working. It was a lot of fun. I forgot. I was available. And forgot all about. Yeah, it. it was a lot of fun. <sighs> Miller so considered joining in, but not not this Saturday, but next Saturday we'll be doing uh, Incredible Hulk. I will definitely try to be there. Yes, nine o'clock Central Time, Saturday night. I watched a lot of stuff actually. Um, no, Mel, I didn't watch that. <laughs> She's throwing a reminder out for me. She can feel me sitting here going, what did we watch? You watched Snowpiercer? We watched Snowpiercer. How was it? Um, it's, I liked it. it it's, it's good. I, I feel like it, this, is, this is one of those. I, I, I've had this movie pitched to me like it's the thinking man's action flick. And there's a certain amount of truth to that. It's, it's, I don't know if you know anything about it. It's, I, I, I um, know what you're talking about. It's a Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton. Chris, Chris Evans, Tilda Swinton, and John Hurt. So there's a Doctor Who connection. Did you post recently that you saw that? No. Oh, I saw somewhere just recently. I don't think I did. That cast list, so I must have known mm. what they were talking about. But um, it's set in a, a, a post-apocalyptic kind of future where uh, global warming has resulted in, uh, or we, we think we can fix it by releasing C blah blah blah, some gas into the atmosphere, <laughs> which is going to cool everything down. And it goes too far, and it freezes the planet. Oh. And so the last of humanity is bundled aboard this train, the Snowpiercer, which uh, it's, this... It's the uh, Ice Warriors. Yeah. Ice Warriors or Moonbase, where they were trying to control the weather. And- Moonbase. 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 The, uh, this uh, railroad tycoon conglomerate uh, has put together this train, and he's managed to connect various sections of various railroads around the world, and he's made one continuous circuit. And it's like this super luxury train is what it started off to be. Well, he winds up being able to bundle what's left of humanity into this train and take off. So they're just circling the globe, waiting for, you know, and this is their, their little closed environment. But, of course, it's class-based. So if you're up in the front of the train, everything's hunky-dory, and it's the luxury train that it was set out to be to begin with. If you're in the back of the train, you're living in squalor and, you know, 10,000 people to a boxcar, you know, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a rough little, little environment. So they, they stage a rebellion and fight their way up the train. It's one of those movies that it's still with me. Like I'm still percolating on it oh. this long after having seen it's it. It's been a while is, since I've had a movie like that, which is an impressive feat in and of itself. But I think instead of being, you know, kind of the thinking man's action movie, uh, yeah, and and P, the, the 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 responses that I'm getting from people that, that didn't like it are, well, there wasn't enough action in it, and it's like, well, clearly you missed what the the, the point <laughs> of this was. But I kind of come at it almost from the opposite angle, like there might have been too much action and not enough world building for the premise that you were going for. Oh. Because I had all these questions about, well, wait a minute, why does this do this, and why why do you have that here, and how come this isn't doing that? Ah, it, it's still one of those really deep involved like you know it's definitely a film that makes you think and i did like it but i don't think i liked it as much as i wanted to like it because they Mm. they didn't quite sell it to me right in the first place Hmm. um but it's definitely worth a watch it's it's it's, been been on my list since they added it to netflix yeah it's definitely worth a watch i haven't talked to echo yet she was the one that really recommended it heavily uh Mm. to me and said you need to see this movie so we can talk about it and i haven't had a chance to talk to her yet but um, definitely a gr- different look for Chris Evans. Yeah, <laughs> especially considering John Hurt it's plays post Captain America. Yeah, so J- John John Hurt plays the oh hey he's the wise old man. You know, he's <laughs> he John, plays Hurt. John Hurt. He's yeah. been doing that for the last ten years, fifteen years. Um, 
but Chris Evans, it was like, well, this is a little different from you, isn't it? So, um, what else we, did you watch? Uh, Kingdom of Heaven. Have you guys seen that? Oh, the, uh, the, Ridley, the, Scott the Ridley Scott War. Crusades. Yeah. How it's is interesting. it? It's very interesting. Uh, I own it. I haven't watched it. I don't it know yet. what to think of it. I, I watched the director's cut, is what was lent to me. So, there's extra stuff in there and split upon two discs, and it feels like an old, older. Oh, Ron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels right. like an older epic film because it has like the beginning music. Yeah, really, Scott's kind of that way. Yeah, yeah. He, he likes uh, this And I, I was never a huge fan of Gladiator, but I, I really found Bite this one. Your in, I, sorry. Oh, I love Gladiator. I was not yeah, a big fan. Movie. I really, really like Gladiator. I'm gonna come out and say it. It was overrated. Maybe that's why it was so overhyped by the time I saw yeah. it. Maybe. Uh, but I know Kingdom I of Heaven is was a fascinating. It's got Spartacus so many people. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. In this movie, um, including Blue. Orlando Bloom. <laughs> well, he's the man, and you follow her. Eva Green. I was about to say, including you mean uh, Edward Norton? Featuring. Isn't it? No, uh, even in the director's cut. Now, uh, <laughs> John. Um, <laughs> Just named him. Oh, I need to bump it up on the list. Liam Neeson's in it too. Um, I just blanked on his name. Island of Dr. Moreau, Harry Potter, uh, Dragonheart. He was in all three of those. Right. You know who I'm talking about? Dragonheart. The king in Dragonheart. Oh, uh, David Thewlis. Yes, Thule- David Thewlis is Thule- in it. Uh, a very young Nikolai Kostylis, Jamie Lannister. Um... It's funny, I didn't like him in Dragonheart. Well, I mean, you weren't supposed to like him in Dragonheart, no, but I, I like. I didn't think he was a good actor in Dragonheart. Oh. Like, I was like, wow, he's whiny. Oh, the and the first a, thing I remember him from was uh, Island of Dr. Moreau. I still haven't seen that one. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. No one else seemed to, but I did. But as soon as he showed up as Lupin, then I went back and watched Dragonheart, and I was like, he's so good in this. <laughs> I just found an appreciation for him after he was Lupin. Uh, it even has Lord Friendzone in it from uh, <laughs> Game of Thrones. Uh, <laughs> Kevin McKidd. I mean, there's a Alexander Siddig wow. is in it. It's got a huge cast, and it's it's a. I, not knowing much about the Crusades. It's, Wait, is Alan Tudyk in it? No. Oh, okay. that's the one downfall of it. <laughs> <laughs> if they could have gotten anybody else, 2005, he was busy with. Uh, no, he wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, my, my well, didn't Serenity come out in 2000? When was that? It did come out in 2005 or six. Five. Well, either way, if it, it was 2006, yeah, it he was filming it. Um, Revenge of the Sith. Jeremy Irons? Maybe it was six. Yeah. Wow. It was, but it was good? It was good. It's it set before King Lionheart goes into, or Richard the Lionheart, whatever his name is, heads into the Crusades, and it's kind of this time of 100 years of peace before that where Jerusalem was the Muslims and the Christians lived side by side thanks to this king and it's kind of this is it Saladin or did he yeah, come Sa- later uh, Saladin is the is the Muslim who's trying to take back Jerusalem if I remember correctly I think that's right yeah okay so back up it's 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 King Baldwin is the one set prior to it's a hundred years before well it's, well, it's the hundred year period leading up to yeah, the it's siege kind of, it's of kind Jerusalem. of the end of because the Muslim siege of Jerusalem spoils spoilers uh, the, the but, main character encounters uh, Richard, King Richard as he's going to Jerusalem at the end of the film 
So it's kind of it's the setup to that event. So when did they take Jerusalem? Because that was kind of the whole point of the Crusades well, was, was to free Jerusalem, well, after, right? This is like a pre-Crusades. Yeah, it was like a pre-Crusades. It's, yeah. it's part. Oh, of the so Crusades. it's a Crusades it's film, but the Crusades aren't set up to the Crusades. A, yeah. Is what okay. And yeah. they call it. They still call it the Crusades, but what we know now as the Crusades mostly comes later. But there was this time of peace where, because of this king, King Baldwin, uh, there Jerusalem is a city of peace. Well, King Baldwin dies, uh, as you can predict, and the new king doesn't want the Muslims there, so they essentially start a war, and that's kind of what helps kick off the Crusades too. Uh, it's a it's a fascinating film. I really I don't know if I'd like it, uh, if I'd watch it a lot. But it was really fascinating, and considering I'm not really huge on a lot of historical dramas, it should, that should be high praise. Speaking of historical dramas that weren't that I wasn't a big fan of, Monuments Men. You didn't like Monuments Men? Uh, no. Oh, you I loved too, Monuments Men. Yeah. We just watched that. It was okay. I, I think it, I think the trailer sold it as something as it wasn't. It, it there, made it, it a very, lot. It made it out to be a lot more of a comedy than yeah, I think it really and, was, and it wasn't. Then it was kind of. Uh, okay, we have a little bit of drama here, and it just it just kind of laid there for me. But I think maybe because of that, I appreciated the comedic moments a lot more than. But there, there was there were some very nice comedic moments, and there were some nice dramatic moments and very touching moments. But overall, the story was kind of like mm. it felt kind of anticlimactic, even at the big climax. I don't hmm. know. Hmm. Because it was all very much, we're going to search for I'm these I'm not going to rush out to see that one now. Thanks, Keith. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's Well, fine. I didn't like Gladiator, so. Uh, that's true. <laughs> well, I'll probably like Monuments Men. And the, everyone did a great job. It was just kind of, hmm. Sarah and I both were not impressed, and she loves historical pieces, especially a lot of times one set in war. So Really? I didn't think she'd be a war movie buff. It depends on the. It depends on how it's depicted. Well, I suppose it would, yeah. Yeah. Speaking of movies, are you done? Sorry. I'm done. That's all. I, that's uh, all I saw. Speaking of movies, this is a little off. I mean, you know, it's not something I watch, but being New Year's Day, one of my re- New Year's resolutions besides getting fit is uh, I'm going to play a game called uh, Movie Roulette. And because there's just a lot of movies out there I haven't seen that I want to see or need to see or should be seen, uh, I've decided to Netflix it. Not not and this won't be like an every day of the year thing, but when I have a chance or have some town time, I'm going to fire up Netflix. I'm going to fire up a genre because I, I decided I I need the way Netflix is set up. I need at least to go into a genre that I I, I want in the mood for. <laughs> but I, you close your eyes and you kind of roll back and forth by, through the selection, and then you stop and you watch whatever movie you landed on. I won't include television shows because then I get stuck into a series. And, yeah. But I, I'm going to play uh, uh, roulette this year, and I'll let you guys know at the end of the year how it turns out. Because uh, <laughs> what you come across. presumably I'll be seeing a lot of things, and probably things that, that people <laughs> probably said, "Why did you? Why did you watch that?" Well, it's because that's what it landed on. So <laughs> nice. I did want to bring up one other thing that I should I ta- should talk about that I got for Christmas. Um, my aunt and uncle. My aunt's actually a, a retired librarian. My uncle's a, a history teacher. Or was a history teacher. They after in their retirement they opened a bookstore, and because uh, that's retirement. Yeah, yeah, that was their that was that was my my aunt's passion, and my uncle actually he's refurbishing uh, some apartments above the building in Hutchison, and they're turning that into their home. So they're going to have this like downtown, basically flat above their bookstore. That's, so that's a good kind of their passion. Yeah, and so they're they're really excited about that. But anyway, every year since I was way little, my 
my aunt always brought she would start out with everybody got a book for Christmas that was her thing she's mm-hmm. librarian everybody in the family gets a book for Christmas then she got to the point where she just decided she couldn't this is about 10 15 years ago she got to the point where she decided she couldn't um, determine what people would like so what she would do is she would go to the store and just buy a bunch of books of all <laughs> kinds of different authors genres everything put them in a, in a basket and she'd bring them to Christmas and after we were done opening presents everybody pilfers through the basket and takes whatever book or books they want she oh. was never picky about you taking more if there's a, and you know every once in a while it was a fight over a book but you know everybody's real friendly because they're like alright well you were done with it I'll read it you know so yeah. that, it always ends up that <laughs> way anyway now that they have the bookstore it's a lot easier for her because she just goes through the bookstore because it's, <laughs> it's a used bookstore but she goes through the books and, and you know puts them in a basket brings them, brings them to us and this year, I'm going through this basket, the annual Christmas book basket, and I pull out a book, and it looks vaguely familiar to me, and the author looks extremely familiar to me, and the book is Kansas Train Tales, A Collection of Railroad History, and the author is listener and friend of the show, Robert Collins. Hey. <laughs> oh, awesome. So I'm looking at this book going, wow, that is a bit of serendipity right there. <laughs> So I have set this book. I, I took the book. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm reading this one. So I've I've got it. It's it's. I probably won't get to it right away, but it's it's on my reading list. I've got it at home, Robert. So uh, I want to let you know. I'm going to try to get it read, especially before we go to Planet Comic Con, because uh, if Robert is there and he's he's trying to to uh, uh, get set up there, yeah. I'm going to have it signed. So Robert, <laughs> I've got a book that I want you to sign for me. So I thought that was so cool. I think that was is like, neat. I go. I know this guy. <laughs> and my aunt goes, are you serious? And I said, yeah, he's a, he lives in Kansas City. He's a, he, he listens to our show. He, we're friends on Facebook. I said, I've never met him. We've had lots of opportunities. He's been in Topeka. I just had, I said, I, I think in March I'm going to get finally get an opportunity to meet him, and I'm going to take this book to him and say, yeah, I read this. Sign it. <laughs> so, That's really cool. Yeah, it was like really it. cool. Now, I, I felt just a smidge bad because it's it, she, she runs a used bookstore, so all of the books are secondhand. And so Robert probably doesn't get any money for the sale if um, it ends up at her bookstore. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure at that you point. Know, book, yeah. That's just the nature of books. Yeah. And they end up at a used bookstore. The publisher no longer gets you know the proceeds to it. So that doesn't kick to Robert. But um, the important thing about this thing, though, is when it goes to a used bookstore and someone picks it up and reads it and likes it, they're more apt to go buy that's true. other authors' books yeah. you know, new because yeah. they fall in love with those books. So it, there is a benefit to it. Yeah. So... I thought I'd bring that up because that was very, very cool. I was like, oh, well, I know him. <laughs> Mel and I uh, finished Walking Dead Season 3, mm. which is much better than Season 2. I don't know if you watched any of it. or I haven't watched, you didn't watch season any of it. Three. Uh, season 3 is really good. And then started Arrow. Oh! Yay! So, uh, speaking of Planet Comic Con. Speaking of Planet Comic Con <laughs> and Stephen Amell and Robbie Amell and all John them, and John Barman. He probably hasn't showed up yet, though, in Arrow. Or how far? He ha- uh, yeah, we are six episodes okay, in. So he's there by now. And, um, Tommy's dad. I was thinking that, we, uh, that hasn't been uh, established yet, but I've called it. No, I called it from episode <laughs> well, he's one. He's Malcolm Merlin and Tommy They've Merlin. never given his name oh, yet. they haven't. Okay. But it's just watching Tommy act, I went... Is he doing Barrowman at a younger age? Because he acts like him, he talks like him, he's just got the mannerisms, the perfect casting. And I looked at Mel and I explained this. I was like, and the more I saw Tommy, I was like, this has got to be Barrowman's kid in this show. That's how this has got to play. Is he's got to be? He's got to be Tommy Senior. Well, know? that would have been a cool 
hey, I was right. Vindication. Like, well, no, I've, I've just qualified it earlier for you. No, no. I just I, the, the more I, the more I look at this, the more I'm convinced that it had, had to have been him. But they haven't actually given his name yet. We we just, Alex Kingston obviously hadn't showed up yet either. So I think well, she didn't come around until yeah. yeah. I didn't almost even get that the end of the season. show. Yeah. Um, we just uh, what, which one. Um, he got arrested for being Arrow, which it turned out he was not. And then they just did the. Uh, huh? Is that when uh, the detective comes to the house and they're, yeah, he's yeah. having the party? And yeah, they end up convincing him that he's not. And then uh, we we just did the episode with the Royal Flush Gang, which oh that was fun. Which uh, it was. It uh, yeah, was, it's it's kind of a one off if you ask me, but it, it was a neat way to incorporate the Royal Flush Gang. It's not. I mean, it's obviously not based on. I mean, it's, it's loosely based on the Royal Flush Gang in the comics. Right. This was a clever way to. do It was it. a clever way of doing it. Well, especially because the, the, they are a, one of my favorite Batman Beyond villains. But when you're doing with a Batman in the future, and they all have cybernetic enhancements, or one's a robot, and one's a you know, yeah. just to, to pare it down to this was still yeah, kind of a yeah. cool way of getting it in there. Um. The, the show is doing a lot of things right for me. One, the island flashbacks, <laughs> unlike Lost, are, are, are well the fl- done. The, the, yeah. the island wasn't a flashback. Well, like Lost. how the, the, and I, the story that happens in the flashbacks parallels things that are going on in present day. But it, but and and it's you you may get a lot of flashback. You may get a bit of flashback, but it's still moving chronologically forward in the, the, the narrative of the island part of it while still moving chronologically forward in the, the you know real timeline while still tying in. Um, and I love the fact that we got a lost joke in the, you know, so what have you missed out on the last five years? Oh, lost ended. Turns out they're all dead. <laughs> but they weren't. I think. And it's just like, oh, we're still making lost jokes. Awesome. I love this but show already. On an island. You gotta make a lost joke. Um, and um, what was the other thing? Uh, the cliffhangers. Yeah, that's what's really well when they when they do a cliffhanger because they don't they don't all they don't always do it. But, but yeah, they, they, they've they've had the run they, of like all of a sudden it was like oh crap we've yeah, got to watch the well, next episode. That's, moment, that's what you they know? do really well is the the episode really kind of finalizes the story kind of finalizes, but then we get a little tease of what taste of what's right. coming, and so they always do that little dun 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 at the end. And yeah, that's really it's well it's, it's kind of like Quantum Leap where he, you would see him leap into something and go oh how's he going to get out of this and you'd have to tune in the next yeah. time to find out right to set up for the. So, so that's what's there. really, yeah. really doing it. I have one minor complaint at this point, and I'm only six episodes in, so it's kind of it's a minor thing. They made a big deal in the pilot about how the mansion. He's very Batman too. I didn't yeah, realize Green Arrow Batman. was. I didn't realize he was that Batman. He's but not, he's, well, he's, he's not, not that, not that much in the comics. In the comics, they're yeah. they're really. I think they're. I think they were sort of capitalizing on Nolan's success of, of the Batman films. I, I think so they're too, kind of, because he's, kind of he's steering that. The, the, the only Green Arrow that I'm familiar with is the one from the Justice League cartoon, and he's um, much more glib and yeah. and, yeah. and he's he's always plays in the comic as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, in there too. But uh, uh, on the show, he's much more Batman. With you know, well, he was gone for five years and had to this and the, you know came back and okay, so they made a big deal about the mansion's twenty miles outside of town. He says that. It's 20 miles outside of town. And they make a big deal of it. But then everybody drops by (laughs) just to say hi. I wanted to check in. And you drove to Lawrence to check in somebody and see how it was going just to deliver a message. And then the the, the one with the Royal Flush Gang is the alarm goes off. Diggs gives them the message. They hit the bank. It was three minutes ago. And then we cut to the scene 
where they're in the tunnel and they're running and the cops are firing. And I looked at Miles and I said, what do you think the average Starling PD response time is for a bank heist? It's probably what, in a, in a good case scenario, three minutes, probably. you know, three to five. They're not at the bank. They're somewhere in the sewer system or the tunnel system underneath it running back. So, so we know that some time has lapsed between when the alarm went off and when the cops got there and when the cops caught up to them in the tunnel. So I'll even give him ten minutes. There's there's a lot more of that. <laughs> but it's it's And it's like if plot. he's in the and here there he is in the tunnel, here's Arrow. It's like he drove twenty miles from his house down to the shades so that he could yeah, go to the warehouse and get his costume he drives a motorcycle like and change hundred miles an hour and then get to wherever the action was at the bank. That's it's like, like I'll, I'll warn you right now. You're just gonna have to use that. It doesn't go away. I know. Um, <laughs> let me, but let me ask you: Has has he finished the variant, the club he's building, or he wants to put together? Yet. Okay. It, it, that was the other thing that was honestly concerning me because he time built, he built the lair in a week. Time and when he starts talking about the nightclub, I went, "If the nightclub shows up next week's episode, time I'm be constraints <laughs> are cut down once the base kind of gets okay. settled." Okay, so what is the, what is that. the water? Every time they're in the lair, there's like running water, like a waterfall or a busted pipeline or something behind him. It's just something is constantly cascading I water. I never noticed it, and, and I was just curious to know what that was that. Never noticed it either. Yeah, there's something constantly just just the stream. It almost looks like the floor is wet too, and I just wonder if he's like in a really well, leaky. The, uh, it's built underneath a an old uh, manufacturing plant. So, yeah, yeah. Well, one of his dads. Um, yep. But I'm enjoying it so far. So oh, Queen Consolidated. Yeah, yeah. It just it. Oh, I knew that, and, the, and the time I, constraint. I was will, like, I'm going to. I will also. I will also warn you. You're going to get into a little rocky patch here. Not you said you're about six episodes. That's six episodes in. I think. You're going to get into a rocky patch. It never gets bad, but it, there was a couple in there that I was like, oh, okay, let's just get past this and, and like. Move on. I think it was maybe that's when I gave up. I think three and four were really good, and then. You'll find that too. six was You'll just kind of okay, it, yeah. but you know it was just yeah. And, and that, that's the thing is, I I think the ones that are really built around a, a kind of a one off story that don't advance the the the, the, the narrative. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it, it, it you can really tell some in the first season. The second season, there's none of that, but in the first season, you can really tell that about halfway through. Um, and then it just it take for, there, you'll get to one point where it just takes off, and you'll just want to watch everything to the end. And it's just oh wow. So, well, God, I'm so, I'm so, so excited. Yeah, we did, you we did need start. to pick back up and start watching it again so we can uh, start talking about this. I have to start, a, start over. Yeah, start over. That'd be a good time because we could be on the same wavelength. <laughs> That's true. You blow out six this weekend, you're good to go. Yeah, yeah the, the, the one that just ended is he took yeah, his mom out for They're only 40 some minutes long, so there's no commercials. I could probably just find a recap somewhere and remind, <laughs> refresh myself of what happened. He uh, it took his mom out for a burger at the end of the the one episode, and uh, they went to the whatever it was, Big Bob's or you know Big Belly Burgers, yeah. and she picked the burger up out of the tray. And I kind of went off. I was like, they did not make that burger. <laughs> that In the history of movie hamburgers, this was the worst-looking movie hamburger in the history. <laughs> it, it, just, it was like too perfectly shaped, and it didn't look like a real burger. And she'd been in, this is a good burger. I was like, no, it isn't. The name of the place is Big Belly Burgers. I guarantee you that burger did not come out of that kitchen. <laughs> the Big Kahuna Burger? I'd have bought that one because I salivate for hamburgers every time I watch Pulp Fiction. That looks like an it's, awesome burger. It's a comic book film. It's, some know, things I, have to look. I, I have to. <laughs> I have to let go of my. Well, good. I'm glad you're watching. Nitpicking. It. My nitpicking. Anything else? We've been spending a lot of time on what we did, but then again, we've had a week and a half, a little more, more than a week, almost two weeks. I did something else, but I'll save it for next week oh, so that we well. have something to talk about. Well, are you sure? Right. Yeah. You throw it out there. 
You'll forget about it next week. We Actually, it's only three days from now. So. We went and saw The Hobbit. You didn't go see The Hobbit. Okay, well, real quick, what's oh, your review? Yeah. It was good. Not as good as the first two? No, I, I, I'm i I'm really struggling because, like, the first one was okay for me. I, I, the, the Unexpected Journey is just kind of, eh, it's there. I loved Smaug. Yeah, Smaug was so Smaug was, But I'm this such a Smaug fan. I love the dragon. This one is... <laughs> Not a good one if you love the dragon. Dragon, 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 yeah, dragon, dragon, dragon. We're done. <laughs> no, the, <laughs> Title card. <laughs> yeah. have, you guys, have you guys seen it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you okay? Okay. We've been talking about it for the last two weeks. Remember really? We, yeah. You I went, saw it opening night. You we were like, you, you managed to go see that. Oh, that's right. On yeah. opening night, you didn't see okay. Rise of the Plans of the Apes until it came out. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I forget things. I'm old. Keep and you, the following you, weekend. You went to yeah, we went weekend. that weekend. Did I know you complained about the aspect ratio? IMAX. He complained that the aspect ratio was yeah. wrong. Did you go see an IMAX? Yeah, we went to Kansas City and saw it in high frame rate in was 3D. The, was yeah, the as- aspect ratio wrong? Was it full? I didn't think so. <laughs> it was. It filled. It filled the screen. It filled the screen this so, way, but not so, this way. So small, huh? awesome. This one. The problem with this film, and I think I brought this up. They're gone. Yeah, the problem with this film is, and I think I talked about it, is it's 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 all flash and very little substance is the problem because you have now stretched out a you know 160 page book to three films. Somebody brought up the other day. You can now read the book in less time it takes you to watch all three films. I agree. <laughs> that yeah. is true. And so Unless you're the really problem is <laughs> it's 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 beautifully done. Oh, it it, was. The, the battle scenes are wonderful. There's no dip in the action. It continues from from beginning to end. It's 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 beautiful. The problem is, is because there's not a lot lot left of the story. It's got to. Yeah, it's it's it all relies on the action and the visuals and the and so that to me, marked it gave it a mark against it because I thought I still want some of that heart. So it's almost like we're done now. You know, with the exception of of uh, uh, keep wanting to say Frodo, uh, Bilbo. Oh. You know, escaping from the th- you know have the, the 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 conversation that he has with uh, Thorin, and he leaves and he comes back. And, you know, that, that you know, I, I hope I'm not ruining anything for anybody, but go read with the book. The ex- well, with the <laughs> with the exception of that interaction and the little bit of uh, uh, growing romance between Kate, <laughs> what's, her, what's her name in the film? I don't remember. Kate from Galadriel. Lost. Yeah, and or no, uh, uh, Kate and, from Lost is um, uh, the the elf, the elf. The, the female elf, and then the the one Hobbit. Or, well, God, one until dwarf. you said that, I didn't realize. That was, I did not realize that was Kate from yeah, Lost Kate from until Lost. you said yeah. that. Oh, when I I, I watched uh, the Unexpected Journey, and I went, "Oh look, Kate from Lost." Or no, was it Smaug? No, she should have. Yeah, yeah, I watched Smaug. A, watched Smaug, and I went, "Oh look, it's Kate from Lost." From Lost, I saw the trailer and said, "Oh look, Kate from Lost." That's the problem Red is hair. all of that. All of that heart is so spread out that it's it's so thin yeah. that I, I I was missing that because there was a lot of that in the first two films. And there See, I, I I maybe it's because I'm coming on down off the high of seeing it, but it's really maybe right there with Smog. Like, oh gosh, I, I think oh, I think no. Smog's. Probably a better this is, film. This was my second favorite because I, I'm with you. The first the film first one was is just kind the of, first film. The first one's I, fun, but it's just like okay, we're gonna stumble well, along until well, situations. And the problem is, there's a lot of character development that's yeah. being built in the first film, and that's what's good and solid about that film. That's what I enjoyed the most about the film because I love the character development. I love Fellowship of the Rings because there's all of that character development. See, Fellowship's my favorite. Lord yeah, of the Rings well, movie. see. It, it, <laughs> that's a near second because my favorite. I've always told you that. Two Towers, Two Towers. is my favorite Towers. film and my least favorite of that book trilogy. 
which just blows my mind. And of course, they, they, they cut it a little differently. Than, the uh, editing makes a yeah. huge difference on the enjoyment um, level of but that But this story. one was just, it, it, I, I enjoyed it for because of the action and the visuals and the excitement and the climax. But... It just I don't know it's it's missing that it's missing that heart that the first two I, I was a little concerned with the the amount of time that was spent with the the dragon sickness with Thorin yeah, yeah. because it's very similar well, to what the ring does to people and it's kind yeah. of it's almost you, like we've I seen think they, this you and know? I think they went too far with it really yeah, well I, I, I think complained they that they, 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 they took him to a point where I didn't like him anymore yeah you're supposed, well, you're to, supposed to but yeah but I I love the fact though that when he got really grouchy that it was. Cumberbatch, that it was Smog talking that they oh, overdubbed. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that was that a really was nice cool. Because well, it, it kind they overdubbed of, it. It was both of them, but right? Yeah, but it, it yeah, you know, that, that was there. Yeah. Um, and then when he when he finally loses it, and sinks into that pool of which that was such a cool effect. It was, it was awesome. cool, but man, that whole chunk there, I just felt like could have been narrowed a little bit. I agree. Yeah, like I yeah. said, I think they spent too much time on it. Um, and then, uh, but pretty much everything at the end, I love the way it was shot. The, the whiteout conditions yeah, up yeah. on the mountain. Oh, and maybe it's because... So, Visually, it's a stunning film. Well, and maybe it's because so much of Middle-earth is filmed at dusk, <laughs> or at least looks <laughs> well, like it was filmed at dusk. And, and most of Middle-earth is very a different earthy. Color Everything palette. is very earthy. Yeah. Yeah. And then to get that contrast. Yeah, I yeah, would that, agree that, with that. That, was, totally that was just such a stunning moment. And then, you know, there was a part of me, I love Legolas. Legolas is in the movie, yay! But there's another part of me that's like, why is Legolas in this movie? Uh, yeah, he doesn't need I, to be in this movie. I, and then Legolas this, showed up. This, oh my god, Legolas is back! Yeah, this, this, well, this one particular was a little bit of that, okay, we got Orlando Bloom, we got Legolas, we got somebody familiar, let's, let's, use <laughs> let's really use him. And, yeah. so and let him like, do something familiar. Okay. Let him be the baddest guy in the room. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then... I, and this is something I, I, I fully credit um, Odd Duck Phil with. I, Phil is a huge dwarf fanatic. Of all the fantasy anything, it's the dwarves. That's the story that he has wanted from day one. And so this was kind of it. He knew he had to wait until this movie right, right. to get his moment. And I, I Yeah, because you only get the, what, eight, uh, how many of them are there? Like eight, six of them, seven? Eight. There's eight of them. You only get like the eight of them for the first. <laughs> well, there's twelve. Then you get a whole army. Oh, twelve. Because 12. 12. it's company whole, thirteen, yes, including right. Gandalf. Then you get twelve. <laughs> then you yeah. get a whole army. You get a whole army of doors. But when when the army shows up, and Billy Connolly and Billy Connolly. That's my favorite part. I, of the whole movie. I, I literally in my head was like, "That's it. All dwarves should be." Because when I read right. it, all dwarves are Scottish. Right. That's just how it should work. And Billy Connolly's voice coming out is, and he's got the armored pig, and he's wearing the thing. I was like, that is a dwarf. I like how I like how he had the horns and the pig. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're watching this mustache, all and he comes up. riding up with the army, and you don't even see his face at first. You just hear his I voice. You just hear Billy Connolly. And, and I couldn't see well, Billy Connolly. They his never face really do it. You never get a really good shot, a look at him. But with all the hair and makeup, and oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going, I don't see him. It's in the voice. Well, the, the voice is the first thing you hear, and Robert goes. Is that? And I said, "Yeah, it's Billy Connolly." <laughs> <laughs> like, wow! So that was an automatic win because, like I but said, you don't see I, John Reese Davison uh, as uh, Gimli, and uh, I don't either. I hear him, but yeah, I don't I hear see him, him, but I don't yeah. see him. But when I when I read the Hobbit the as a kid, I just all all dwarves should be Scottish. That's just how <laughs> yeah. it is. And then Billy Connolly showed up as the king of the, and I was like, "Oh yeah, you nailed it!" And it was just yet another in that long line of moments that they got. So right, right. yeah. Because like with Smog, I was so concerned that yeah. they the, they the weren't going to get him right. Yep. And then he and then he showed up and he was. And so it was just kind of like. And then he, there it is. You just nailed another one. Did you happen to see the Stephen Colbert 
uh, his last week of shows, he actually interviewed Smout. <laughs> I heard about it. And they used a CGI it. dragon, and it looked phenomenal. It was so good. It was hilarious. And, of course, it was Benjamin Cumberbatch. Benedict. Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> doing the uh, voice and everything. And the, my favorite moment Legopolis. of that was when he's, he's, they're talking about you know doing the film, and he says, yeah. He says, have you seen it yet? And he said, no, I haven't had a chance to see it since we did the film. And, and uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to it because, you know, my glorious presence on the screen, blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> Stephen Colbert said, you, you, you don't know what happens. And he goes, no, 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 I have to wait till I see it. And he goes, well, you know, I will, I'll, give you a little, I'll give you a little hint. that This movie's going to get you right here. <laughs> 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 But yeah, I, I there, there were so many things that they did right in this movie, and, and even the little touches—the the, the, the elf king riding up on an elk. Yeah, I'm sorry. We've seen elephants and horses and ponies and now mountain goats and pigs and all thing, all kinds of things that you could ride into battle. I think I'm going to have to take my hat off to the guy that rides into battle on an elk yeah, with the gigantic yeah. antlered rack, and then seeing the elk fight and I use know. the antlers. Yeah. <laughs> Knocking all of the that yeah, was even more the, impressive. All the, the orcs the, the ceremonial ride. Yeah, it was a yeah. weapon. Everybody scoops them all up and <laughs> you know what the, the just you know what the movies do really well too is uh, Smaug. You just despise the king. You just hate this guy. You hate the, the elf king. You just ugh, oh, he's not, he, yeah. the elf king, not the Therindel. Yeah, Therindel. Thank you. Therindel. He pays such just, a good job. Like wow. He does a great job. You just you just ew, you detest him, and by the end of the movie, you're like, oh, you just you're such so a swarmy. You're such a I can't say the word. And so <laughs> then, in this one, they, do, they you start off the same way, going, "Oh, you're so smarmy, and you're 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 so high and mighty, and you think you're all that." And they just as the character develops, you just start to really like him, and then feel bad for him, and and then really understand his position. Yeah. And I went, "That's good storytelling, right?" Yeah. There. Yeah. It was it was really well done. Um, and he becomes he becomes sympathetic, and he becomes he, he grows as a character. So that was that was above and beyond. I am angry that that one weasel guy made it. Oh yeah, the unibrow. <laughs> not not yeah. not since Ike in Tombstone that, have I ever wanted a character to die so bad. Here's the other problem with this movie is where the humor is sprinkled in really well in the first two films. The humor feels pushed and shoved and, and I could see that. just yeah. really shoehorned into this. And they seem to use him as the comic relief now because there's you can't really no use, one else. you can't use the dwarves anymore you can't well use, Stephen Fry bought it early oh well too. yeah, yeah. Stephen Fry's gone early so <laughs> when I saw that happen I thought oh Glenn's so that's not where be happy yeah, <laughs> well he was kind of a despicable guy anyway but, <laughs> but, it's but yeah Stephen Fry. It was Stephen Fry and anyway so that's the other thing that I felt was was poorly done was the use of the comedy in it. and and it just it felt sometimes just too very too stopstick and we're in the middle of this epic war this battle with everything going on and people dying in it and this guy's still doing clumsy slapsticky things and i was like okay you had me for that first you know third of the film with doing that now you're continuing that on that needs to have gone away yeah we need but to let's the, focus the more on the intense of the, of the yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's an intense and, and and he's just because he's such an unlikable character anyway yeah. i think that kind of helped to add to that right right right, right. You know, just, i'm him. ready to be done with this guy but, i was um, waiting for an orc just to step on him and yeah <laughs> i know we kept getting to that ah and here comes his moment to die. Not yet. <laughs> Just so ready for him to go away. And then, um, oh, the trio. Kate Blanchett goes in to, to. Oh, yeah, yeah. That to, was a neat scene. You know, and, with the necromancer. And, and and the, the necromancer, and we're there. And I'm like, you didn't go in there yourself. Tell me you didn't go in there alone. 
and then Hugo shows up, <laughs> and then Christopher Lee Christopher shows up, Lee. and he is metal. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it was just for eighty. What well, was he eighty nine now or I something? I think we talked about this too. Did you get the impression though that they were kind of hinting to in Smaug at least they were hinting to the. Well, even in the in the first film, it was more in the first one. Yeah, I don't think he was in the second. In the one. first film, they kind of hint, they they kind of hint to this like maybe little like cloud that he's like maybe already con- conniving. Yeah, I didn't get that in this one. I got the idea that that was just kind of put out there so that we felt that way. But this this in this scene, it really seems like it, he was very genuine and still hadn't turned, and that it, it's the pursuit of uh, Saruman. Sauron. Sauron. Too many. Sauron. Sauron. It, it was his pursuit of Sauron as he because he went off and that's what sets up the Leave that, him to me. That's the, what yeah, yeah t- t- ended up corrupting him. So I, the impression I got. Yeah, yeah well the, when you watch that battle scene, there's no way that you know he's not pulling his punches. Right. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, so so it just all of a sudden makes everything that happened yeah, in the first film. Yeah. He's just grumpy. He's just grumpy. He's, <laughs> you know, he's just okay. <laughs> And, and I, I, the, the three of them, and the whoosh, whoosh, and things are, and I'm going, get up, Gandalf, you want a piece of this? <laughs> I mean, I was just, it was, I, oh, I loved when uh, they start the battle and Sylvester shows up with yes. this <laughs> Come on, Gandalf, and puts him in the chain and take off. That was awesome. Sylvester was great for Sylvester, not having yeah, much yeah, left yeah, to, do. Yeah. to do. But again, I mean, it's more than Radagast yeah, got in the oh, book. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh. Well, Radagast wasn't even in the book. He was, he was name dropped. That was that's it. right. He was name dropped. But he, he, he also, uh, uh, I believe, and some of the uh, those appendix types uh, collections, the S- Similarian or whatever. Yes, the Similarian. Yeah. I think he's in that a little bit more, but, hmm. but he's at least fleshed out in that one. Well, if I I mentioned when I, in my review that I had questions about it afterwards. I thought of a couple more, like what happened to the Oakenstone? Does Bard still have it? And now who's the king under I the mountain? About the Oakenstone, who, who's <laughs> now who's, that, who's king of the under the mountain now? Billy Connolly. He, he, is he? Yeah. He, he becomes the... I okay. don't remember where in the I didn't book catch that, that line. Well, well, they, I don't think they, didn't, they didn't mention it in they the did, movie. You're right. They didn't bring that yeah, up. But they, I, 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 And I think they, I didn't have the, that the, question because the, I knew. Well, yeah. but that's... He's also name-dropped in uh, the... Uh, the the well the first... The, yeah, the, the, Ring of the, the Lord of the Rings oh, trilogy. Yeah. When they're talking about... Because uh, uh, everyth- everything that happened to the dwarves and that happened pro- like in between... Because it, the city fell obviously again, and the orcs overran. Yeah. And but it's he's mentioned in that as well. So I already came into it going, well, that's where that's they're going with that. Okay. So. See, I didn't see not remembering that. I was left going, well, who's now in charge? Because the, the dwarves that well, because that's different. Were the, still standing that's there, different like, than Moria, goodbye. though. The dwarves still have the Lonely Mountain in the time of the Lord of the Rings. Don't right. They? Right. But not. Yeah, Moria is, 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 Mori is is in this. Yeah, but that that in that conversation when they're talking about remember they uh, Gimli I think as he's talking to Legolas or he's talking to somebody or he's talking to Frodo and he's he's laying out all of you know their their triumphs and how the the, the history of you know, right yeah and that's where it's laid okay. out that that that, mm. that he became well he become you just I you from that you just assume he was the leader he took, of he took charge of, yeah, he took charge of it okay. But yeah, in the, in the book, he, t- he takes charge of it. I don't remember what happened to the the. the I'm assuming stone. Bard gave it back to him, but they've, it would have been a nice moment. Maybe it'll be in the extended edition. Where Probably, here you go. yeah. This belongs to you guys. It should be here. Who knows? But yeah, just and then the, the end, the end climax of uh, Thorn's fight was <laughs> everything about that worked, and. 
the simplicity. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to. I can't say it because I don't want to ruin it yeah. for anybody who hasn't seen it. But yeah, just so I'm really riding high on the the, the, the emotion of, of, of watching that. I yeah. really really enjoyed this no, one it, much it, more it, than I actually thought I was going. It, it to. It was good, and I, I I still will maintain that it didn't need to be stretched out into three films. I think two films would have been survived. Even one film would have survived. But I think so too. And for for all of the the fault of that, I mean, what, I think what the Hobbit series does well is it does hit those moments from the book. I mean, yeah, any, any two spread out. Well, anybody's going to look at this and say, what do we need? What do we genuinely need? We need to see him get the ring. We need to see the dragon. And we need to see the battle. Yeah. Those are really the, 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 the important And And bits. quite frankly, uh, Peter Jackson was wise in the way that he took those three and made those the center of each piece yeah. so yeah it, it because there's not much of the battle no no you really. know and i'm, I'm and, and I, I, I like the fact that the, the eagles had their kind of just what i remember from the book which was i think a paragraph of and then the eagle showed up and we won <laughs> you know? which is really how it happens it's just like you know what i think was funny too that was it okay is uh at one point one of the guys we were with that that one of robert's friends he started oh. counting <laughs> and he said Wait, isn't this called Battle of the Five Armies? <laughs> he said, there's only... I think at that point there were only three. And, no, there were four. No, there were three. He said, there's only three. And I said, oh, just wait. And then, of course, see, we knew the orcs were coming. And then he was like, but that's still only four. I said, oh, just wait. <laughs> we're getting there. I had that issue with it, too, because I, I thought it was kind of cheating. Uh, that, that the birds aren't really an well, army because it comes in and just whoops but it I take that But I take that two ways, because... You could either apply that to the Eagles being one of the factions, but but they were fighting alongside the the other factions. So of course, by the, the time the orcs show I up, think it becomes the impression two is not well. I think the, the impression is that first orc army that was led by what's his name, the big guy, they have they had Azog. Azog. The, the other fire. army is that army that was being forged in the in the mountain. Is what the other the fifth army is. But they were all still but being led by Azog. Again, that that's the yeah. problem is. There, you can't technically the if you're going to use that for both sides. There were six armies there, but yeah, it's there was yeah. one orc army. Yeah, there was man, there was man, elf, elf there was dwarf, dwarf, and there was eagle. And eagle, yeah. That's so that's, how that that's plays how out. It's like having Tom Baker and the Five Doctors. It's <laughs> that's what it is. Sort of for me. Right, anything else? We move on to news. No, so we, we don't bore our uh, listeners anymore with everything. That Go see The Hobbit. I'm the one that told you. Go ahead, talk about it. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I tried. I was going to hold the story, but no. No, that's quite all right. I'm glad you saw it finally. <clears throat> I am too. I enjoyed it. Our first bit of news is a bit of sad news. An actor, Bernard Kay, has passed away at the age of 86. Bernard was in two of the first Doctor stories. Uh... He was in the Daleks. The Dalek Invasion of Earth. Or Dalek Invasion. And then the Crusade. He will later be alongside Patrick Troughton Two in The Faceless stories. Ones. Three incomplete stories. <laughs> and then John Pertwee in Colony in Space. One complete story. <laughs> and then he also guest starred in... Wait, isn't Dalek Invasion of Earth a complete story? No. What? No, yeah. no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm confusing it with the Dalek Master Plan. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Two complete stories. Two complete stories. Uh, he also later was on an audio adventure called Night Thoughts uh, with S- Sylvester McCoy. And as a nice little tidbit, he uh, co-starred in Carry On Sergeant. Oh. 
which happens right. to be on our schedule for yeah. later this month. Yeah, And he's done a lot of other stuff. He's got a long uh, career. Well, of course, our hearts are heavy that we've lost another actor. Doctor Who. Some more uplifting news. Some more. Uh, anybody thinking about going to British Fest? Now there's two Doctor Who guests. Jason Connery has been announced. Now, if you don't know who Jason Connery is, he was in Vengeance on Veros as kind of the guy that was getting tortured when the doctor shows up. The hunky blonde guy. The hunky blonde guy, who, yes, is Sean Connery's son. Yes. Hey, uh, the opportunity to be that close to Indiana Jones' dad? (laughs) Once removed. (laughs) Still. Sure. To be that close to the guy that was raised by James Bond? (laughs) Okay. Oh, and he was in Doctor Who? Score. I didn't realize that's who that was until that announcement came out. And then finally, uh, John Hurt has been knighted. He is now Sir John Hurt. Sir John Hurt. Or Sir War Doctor. Did I see it? James Corden got... He wouldn't wouldn't knighted, but did he get an MEB or or something? Uh, MEB. He's been made an officer of the... Most excellent order of the British Empire. Okay, OBE. 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 That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, he got an OBE as well. So, and he was honored with an award. Yeah. So, congratulations. Congratulations to both of them. John uh, John Hurt definitely deserves being a sir. I didn't realize until I was listening to. Uh, kind of surprising that he's not, but you know, yeah, it seems yeah. odd that you would well, think he would be at this. Another point. thing that kind of surprised me is that I didn't realize that until I listened to uh, a NPR. Radio program that I listen to. Uh, wait, wait, don't tell me. It's a panel. I think I've talked about it before. It's a panel show. They have comedians on there, and they ask current. Oh, wait, wait, you know. don't tell me. Yeah, and uh, uh, I listened to recently one that I think uh, Patrick Sturt was on hmm. a month and a half ago, maybe even last month. And I didn't realize that he'd been recently knighted. He a while been, ago. He hasn't been knighted for. I don't know. Was, was it this year? It wasn't. Hasn't. It's been. It's been more. Been more recent than. It's been long enough for him to have his Twitter handle as Sir Pat Stew. Oh, that's right. I forgot he did. <laughs> I looked it up. Uh, according to Wikipedia, he was made a Knight Bachelor in 2010. 2010? Oh, gosh. It's been more recent. Oh, it's than, been or more longer ago than I thought. Four years ago. I, I didn't realize that until they were talking to him. So Anyway, um, one thing I should say about this, and I am not poo-pooing knighthoods. That's, but I think that we sort of... I think maybe in the recesses of our mind, because we're geeks and we like fantasy. <laughs> it sounds cooler. It sounds a lot He's cooler a than it really is. I mean, it's certainly a high honor for someone to be knighted honor. by the her queen, you know, her Majesty the Queen, but. On the flip side of that, I mean, really, it's not like he's going out and slaying dragons for her or anything. It's, I mean, it's 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 really an honorary title well, that would be, now. That for, would be counterintuitive since he played a dragon in Merlin. That's true. It's more. Uh, uh, well, he played a dragon in. Uh, oh no, that was Connery played dragon in Dragonheart. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, it's it's like it's it's it really recognizes their work in furthering uh, of the british you know uh, ideals and, and and it's 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 more for their work and for their representation of, of of britain and and in the arts or in science or anything that they're they're knighted for so i mean i'm not trying to bring it down and say but i think sometimes we get oh hey a knight yay i mean it's, i think it's mostly because in the recesses of our mind we're like ooh dra- dragon <laughs> Well, yeah, shiny metal armor, and it's been romanticized. Yes, that's yeah, what I. That's what I'm looking 
yeah. yeah. I, you know, I would but not be complained if I had been knighted. Be, you know, it's funny. She uh, should knight our podcast. There's a there's a contingency of uh, people out there that are completely against anybody that, and I think there are a handful of people that are not citizens of the that mm-hmm. are that are citizens of the United States that have been knighted, but technically, or maybe maybe it's another title bestowed on you, but they point to a, a amendment, or is it even not even an amendment? No, it's not in the Bill of Rights, but it's a, so it's an amendment to our Constitution that says you cannot hold a title outside and still be a, uh, a citizen. citizen of the United States. You can't hold a title outside of the United States. And I thought, that's just kind of silly. <laughs> but it's, anyway. it's a holdover from yeah, you know, exactly. the, ba- the battle days. That's exactly what it is from the revolution. Well, that's it for news. Let's move I, on. There's probably something that says they're not supposed to knight non-British citizens. That, that's what anyway. I, think it's, I think it's another it probably, title it probably that can be just bestowed title. on somebody yeah. that is not. To which I would point, a Lancelot was not born in England. Yeah, well, I, <laughs> he was I think French. You could, I think you can knight somebody that is is of well, that, British citizenship. So whether you were born outside the country or not, but as long as you're a citizen. And right? wouldn't, under that time, it would still be under the crown? No, at that point it was... Most of, like... The United, like the Queen of England or whoever, I don't was know, France was never a part of the British. Empire. Yeah, France was yeah, never. That's part of the what British I'm thinking. British Empire. Yeah, Empire. yeah, yeah no. France was never now the the, the the Catholic Church, yes, but not 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 France as part of the British Empire. Mm. That wouldn't that wouldn't have flown. Catholic Church wasn't part of the British Empire either. No, but France might have been part of the. Catholic oh, Church. I see. The, 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 the Roman, Roman Catholic, Catholic yeah, gotcha. you know, yeah. which yeah, is well, kind yeah, of because yeah, no, you're you're certainly right there. Yeah, I do know a thing or two. Well, I, I, I thought you were saying that the Catholics, the Catholic Church, never really was ever a. It's always been the Church of England. So. The monarchs uh-huh. set up their own church. Yeah, because <laughs> all of the rest of Europe had the Catholic. Yeah, all under the Vatican. Anyway, so yeah, so let's move on to feedback. First up in feedback, uh, Time Lord Ben sent in some audio. Let's take a listen. Hello, Vortex boys. Time Lord Ben here. I wanted to go back to audio after listening to your last episode today at work uh, based simply on your kind words. Um, I'm sure we're all hard on ourselves for something or another, and in my case, it's my voice. Um, I've never liked the way I sound on recorded form, but it was nice to hear that uh, really I'm probably the only one that feels that way about myself, or at least I hope. Um So anyway, I just wanted to say a quick thank you about that. Um, And there were a few things that I heard today that I liked. Some made me giggle more than others. Um, But uh, a quick mention, uh, you guys uh, did a quick spot on The Sorcerer's Apprentice. I think it was kind of an afterthought to some other topic you were going over. Uh, And I would just put out there that, you know what, I like that movie too. Um, It's easy. It's a fun watch. You know, you don't really have to sit and, and spend a lot of time trying to figure out what's going on. It's kind of laid out there for you. Uh, and I like that. So that that's a fun one. A um, bit more serious, though, which is, I'm sure, not what they ever intended, uh, but is the interview. Uh, with North Korea deciding to do its whole big thing um, in regard to what they thought of the movie and, and what they chose to do about it, um, Really, I think they've done nothing but drum up interest in the movie. Um, 
Had they not decided to raise a stink about it, most of us probably wouldn't have given it much more than a passing thought. Uh, for me, and I clearly have not seen it, so I can't base this on anything more than speculation, but for me, I kind of look at it and think it's probably one of those movies where a lot of the good scenes, a lot of the really funny stuff, we've probably already seen in the trailers and, and the TV commercial trailers. Um, I've seen, I don't know how many movies where I thought, boy, this is going to be really, really funny. And you get there and you watch it and it's a whole lot of filler material, which is not really that great, all bookended around these funny bits that you've seen in the trailers. So my review of it, without ever having seen it, would be, this is probably a rental, not a buy. Um, is it worth theater dollars? Probably not, realistically. Um, I'd wait for a much cheaper format than you know what you're going to spend at a theater on tickets and snacks and whatever have you. Um, but, you know, it's like you guys said, no press is bad press. And Sony is probably in the end going to make out like a bandit on this one. Uh, moving on to something I am thoroughly excited about, and that's Star Wars. Now, if they're able to avoid a Jar Jar Binks-like debacle with Episode 7, this could truly be an epic film. I grew up in the 70s, which, yes, makes me old in my kids' eyes at least, uh, which they have never failed to tell me. Um, but I grew up with A New Hope and Empire and Return, and I can remember when Return was named Revenge for just about a moment. Um, and they were great films. They were my childhood films. And as much as I have liked bits and pieces of the prequels, I don't know that they were as stellar as the what I think of as the first three. Um, I think I, and I know that I've heard various criticisms over the years of the prequels, and I'm kind of hoping that they've taken these things to heart because I know they listen, and I hope that they put all those things into play and avoid any of the same mistakes because if they do, it could really truly be epic. Um, now I've heard some of the criticisms of the new film. Uh, much like you guys have with the, the soccer ball droid, which, you know, you got to come up with something new. And as as things go, I didn't think this was all that bad. Um, you know, if you look at a lot of what has been in the old films, you can find real life versions. They've kind of adapted to a degree some things that you can find in everyday life. Um, so I don't have a problem with that per se. Um, and as far as the lightsaber goes... I actually thought it was kind of cool. Uh, I'm not going to come in defense of it necessarily, but to knock it because it's got these two little uh, mini lightsabers coming out the sides, which in effect would be like hilt guards. Um, it's just new. It's different. Um, again, I'm not going to knock it. If it works, it works. I don't think it's going to make or break the film by any stretch. And... You know, I actually personally hope that one day we'll get further films 
which would center around the old republic. And boy, if people hate this new lightsaber, wait till they see some of the stuff that's that's come before. Um, and I know that it's not canon because they've decided to just, pardon the language, but piss away the expanded universe, which in my in what I'm thinking of specifically are the books, which I've read quite a lot of, and I think they're phenomenal. Some of the best Star Wars stories, in my opinion, have come from the books. Um, now, as great as they are, I don't remember all of the titles, um, but there's one specifically that the title escapes me, but I recall, and I just I'm going to throw this out there as a little tidbit of what somebody wouldn't like if they don't like this new lightsaber. But I thought it was neat um, and kind of comical at the same time. Uh, but I can recall one of the books where they referenced the lightsaber in the Old Republic. We're talking three to 4,000 years before New Hope. And during a lightsaber battle, they described uh, having power packs attached to their belts and a cord coming off the power pack and attaching to the lightsaber. Yep, you heard it. They had corded lightsabers. Now, it's a bit like explaining to a kid nowadays what a corded phone was like. Um, I just don't think they would grasp the concept. And, and for me, uh, where it became humorous a little bit when I was reading the story is thinking, what if he became unplugged right during the middle of a stroke and, whoops, there's nothing there and... What's going to happen now, you know? Uh, hold on, wait a second while I replug myself, you know? Um, so anyway, that my point to that was just, you know, don't be too hard on it until you see it. Everybody's judging. You know, I, I've just, I've heard a lot of criticism of those two things. So I, I would say kind of hang off, see what the film's like. Those two things aren't going to make or break the thing. Um Going away from movies, um, you guys mentioned uh, kind of the Clara, Clara, excuse me, Clara, Danny, and Orson uh, bit. And while it's true that Moffat trolls us and he lies, as it were, um, for me, I'm going to hold this to be true still. The simplest explanation is still usually the best. Having said that, for me, that is that. While Danny and Clara may not have seemed to be together for too long, I've heard it postulated that in reality, in between visits to the TARDIS, they've had years together. Um, at least a year or two. And in that time, it is more than conceivable that they would have had time to have children or at least conceive a child prior to Danny's death. So I still think that's the simplest answer. I think it's the one that you're going to find. But, you know, who knows with Moffat what he'll wind up doing. Um, I have, I imagine and I suspect we'll find out before too long. But, you know, you just never know. Um, sticking with the Doctor Who theme, um, I read something on, it's either comicbooknews.com or comicbook.com. I don't recall which one. Or what it's you know what is specifically called, um, but James Corden, um, Craig, I believe from The Lodger. Um, this is kind of paraphrasing it a little bit, but this is the general sense I got. He more or less 
hates uh, the Marvel movies. Um, now, that's not his words. Um, and he did say in the article that, you know, to each his own and, and this and that, whatever. But his take on it is really that the people in those movies don't do much acting. Um, it kind of, to me, I got a condescending vibe from it. And I was a little disappointed, I'll be honest with you. I liked Craig. Um, in both stories, I know the, the second story he was in really wasn't as good as the first, but I liked him. He had that kind of lovable, you know, easygoing kind of guy character. And again, I know it's a character. People in real life can be completely different, but I'm still disappointed. Um, personally, even though not all of them have been stellar, um, by and large, Marvel movies are great. You know, I... Uh, I haven't really found one I've been completely disappointed in yet, although uh, I'll say, too, I haven't seen all of them. Um, and even the bad ones, I mean, they're still good for a rainy afternoon. Um, but anyway, that's just me. Um, next up, Legacy. So, yes, I did play, I think, literally, based on you guys continually talking about it, um... I got to admit, the first time around, it didn't really grab me. Um, so I just, I, di I didn't keep up with it. I got rid of it, you know. Um, but, you know, hey, I redid it today. I re-downloaded it. Um, I actually went to do it at work. Uh, but because I'm not on a Wi-Fi system there, uh, I had to wait till I get home or got home. Uh, because it was over 100 megabit and it won't do that over uh cellular data so um i did that i've played it a little bit tonight um i gotta admit i'm kind of confused um i know you guys ramble on about a whole lot of things and i'm sure that at some point i would be able to do the same but for now i'm just a bit confused in the different colors of the little Things you move around. I figured out that they don't have to be next to each other. That you can drag them from one side to the other. But um, I don't know. I'll, I'll give it a go. I, I won't be so quick to dismiss it this time. Although now I really wish I would have saved all those codes I sent you guys. And uh, I'm sure I can find them again. But now it will just be a little bit more work for me. Um, and boy, if I do stick with Legacy this time... I really should have gone to the silent auction at Chicago TARDIS and bid on that uh, master unlock code that would literally unlock everything to the game. Uh, although I, we didn't go to that, and I have no idea what that code went for. Um, I never did ask anybody. So anyway, uh, looking at my list, I think that's just about it. Although I would add one other thing, and that is the backblast did work. Um, I found my notes for my last feedback that I typed to you guys, and if I'm recalling correctly, I, I did review them. I don't think I forgot anything, so I must have committed the notes to memory well enough uh, that I got it right the first time around. But I wanted to let you know that I did find them. So anyway, uh, for this week, I think that's about it. Uh, again, I enjoyed the show. Uh, you guys definitely get me through my day. Uh, tomorrow is Christmas Eve, so I want everybody to be safe. 
Um, I hope Santa brings you all what you like and that you all have a Merry Christmas. Although I'm sure you'll hear from me before that. And have a Merry uh, Happy New Year. So everybody take care and I will talk to you later. See you guys. Wouldn't you know it, I always forget one thing. Well, here it is. As much as I know the voices behind the Vortex Boys, for whatever reason, I'm seriously horrible with names. So apologies to Keith for calling you out on feedback when, in fact, I should have called out Sean. So chastising me for forgetting names, but still chastising Sean for not looking at my pictures when he chastised me on the previous episode. Did you follow all that? I think I did. Anyway, yes, you have failed the fandom. Check my pictures. Anyway, take care, guys. Have a Merry Christmas. We'll see you later. Thanks, Ben. Thank you, Ben. And thank you for correcting about the uh, chastising. Yes, I'm, Shame yeah. on you, Sean. I'm, I'm sure Keith appreciates that, <laughs> and I, I stand properly chuffed. Um, in the books he's trying to recall, it was actually in Tales of the Jedi. It was the Proto-Saber. That's what it was. Okay. Tales of the Jedi was the comic series. Yeah. Yes, okay. I think it was revisited in some of the other books when, in like flashbacks when they talked about it. In fact, I think I remember them recalling them in uh or if there's a flashback in vector prime when they're in the uh, legacy books and they were they talked about the proto savers hmm. and how cumbersome they were <laughs> because they were connected to it that's because the the power supply was actually on a belt that had a cable that went up to the hilt and the or the handle went into the hilt and then uh the crystal was still directed in the in the handle if i remember right the power <coughs> supply just like phones and <laughs> computers, it made, it, it made you had an external power of, supply. Uh, the old-fashioned video cameras that had the power yeah, supply yeah, exactly. or the tape deck yeah, down exactly. here, and the, yeah. So same same concept. I think they had retro sabers too, and I don't remember exactly what those did. But hmm. uh, yeah, the proto saber was actually the first lightsaber. They were abandoned later when they realized that they could get the power supply in the handle of the saber. And Ben, as far as uh, legacy goes, just kind of need to play with it a little bit. It took me a while too to get the hang of the game, and uh, and the you don't have to go next to each other either. And he was chatting online with uh, Chris over at uh, um, Radio Free Scarrow. I noticed I was looking at one of his streams, and Chris pointed him to a wiki page that has all of the codes listed that are still available and the ones that have expired. So I'm presuming that between the time that he sent this feedback and the time that he talked to Chris on Twitter. Um, he's probably got those codes now. So Hopefully. go through and, and get those. Actually, I went back through those recently because there was one that came down that I had. It was like, I think Clara was part of it in a costume and something else. And one of them was time crystals. And I don't think I ever put it in because I thought, well, I have Cl- Clara, not even thinking about the time crystals. Oh, went yeah. back and put it in recently. I didn't get anything else, but I got the time crystals. So nice. I, you know, it, it, it really benefits you to go back and grab those codes that haven't been expired Put them in, even even check the ones you maybe like. Some of them I put it went and put in because I forgot if I'd gotten them or not, and uh, that was the only one that that dropped anything for me was that one that had the crystals attached to it. So it 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 benefits you to go to the wiki page. I, I don't have the address right here. Maybe we'll have it by the time we do show notes. Um, but uh, and maybe I'll look in, back in the Twitter stream because, like I say, Chris linked to it. So, uh, but it, it really benefits you to go back I, and pick those yeah. codes up because there might have been some you missed. There might have been some that you know. You weren't aware of there might have been some that had things that like i did 
where you actually still could benefit from that code even if you had a majority of the some of them, you know they have three or four things you get yeah uh, but you you'll still get that one item that you didn't get so yeah and as always we very strongly recommend that if you have not yet subscribe to the newsletter from from uh, uh, tiny rebel because they usually have a code in that and well, this week, week you get five of five every of, type yeah. of time pistol, or uh, time, uh, time fragment. fragment and i want to thank you Sean because your idea your suggestion of I did. <laughs> using the crystals to level up the characters to level 5 has helped boost my tank team well Glenn too I guess it was was it you I <laughs> did you suggested it to him, it to him. He who it to in me. turn did it he did it who and in turn suggested it, it to you <laughs> Because I, I will take that credit where credit's due. Okay, Glenn. <laughs> Thank you. Because in, in fairness, I don't think at the time that Glenn said it, I wasn't in a position to have anybody up that high. Oh. And so it was kind of yet another in a long line of things that Glenn said about legacy is like, eh. Uh, I'm not that it. far yet. Yeah, I'll worry about that tomorrow. That's the problem of <laughs> being so far ahead of you guys. Yeah. Is you guys are just now discovering so, stuff I, and that's I learned why months I give, ago. That's why I gave Sean the credit was yeah, because yeah, right. he, he I, remembered I, what I, you said. And, but but, but legitimately thought I had thought of that on my own, and it turns out no. Key well, so. yeah. Now that you mention it, I do remember the conversation pre-mic of even oh no, I don't want to do the instant upgrade, and then you pointed it out. Yeah, and then he so said, now no, I have my whole tank team. Up past level five, or whatever, the uh, whatever the previous level max was, and and uh, now being 40. able, to, yeah, I'm, I'm 40, past level yeah. forty now. You're in. You're you're probably on your way to fifty. Something. Yeah. Like yeah. So you've got you've probably got two crystals for each of those ones that are past forty. Yeah. Yeah. Or do you have to reach fifty to get two crystals? No, it's once you get two past crystals. forty. Forty. Two colors. Two colors. Yes. Two colors. I'm sorry. It costs two two crystals to up level one. Yes. I, and one of them, the gems, two gems. I was able to go back and farm and get. I think I used it on K9 to boost him up without having to spend the crystals. And but my entire and now I'm able I'm moving through chapter 3 finally again. Yeah, it's which was, is such a big difference. I was able I, to go and get Mickey which I wasn't able to do before. I tell you the the, the, the most important thing since we're talking about that. The most important thing about this game is that I lagged on behind for a long time was leveling those characters up because if you can max those guys out, you'll do so much better. In fact, that's my that's what I'm doing now. Is not only because I think I talked a couple weeks about ago about going and getting as many stars as I could so I can unlock some of those uh, extra perk levels, That's weird. Um, so that I could you know use open some more of those perks up. So I, I I got everybody up to level ten. I don't have anybody that's below a level ten now. Uh, yeah. Um, but not only to do that, but then I've gone to some of my ones that I had you know leveled quite a ways up, and now I'm pushing those guys up into those. Double gems because they really benefit you because you're getting twice as many hits because you get two gems now yeah. and you're getting to you know boost those levels up in, with the the, the uh, added numbers added points you get to the yeah um, well and j- just just the added color um, there used to be I would lob a hit and barely anything but now with the multiple with everybody having multiple colors, it makes such a huge difference. Well, it's nice. It's reinvigorated my interest in the game actually, because I was waning there for a while. It, it makes a huge difference when you can play like I traditionally play with a, like a two tier, two t- two color team. That mm-hmm. way, I can th- kind of throw all of my whomph into that, you know. And when you get a board that's, you know, blue and pink, when you're playing green and yellow, all of a sudden it's like. Uh, 
But when you have somebody that also has those double colors, yeah. even the accidental, oh, hey, look, I got they, a they red are, combo. They aren't but somebody's strong. Got no, it counts. Yeah, yeah it still yeah. counts for something. It may right. not do much, but it's not still... Not as much, but yeah. It's still a nice thing to have. Yeah, and I, I have found that, and, and I, I'm going to encourage just anybody that plays <laughs> this, because, I mean, if you're if you're still battling through levels, just keep, keep going. But I was lamenting the fact that I was having some downtime between you know the rest of chapter four and you know because we just got the prelog prelog prologue prologue, prologue <laughs> a few weeks ago uh, and I was lamenting the fact that I have to wait again. But I've actually have spent a lot of time leveling characters, gathering fragments because that's the important thing is make sure you're farming fragments because then yeah. that's the nice thing is about if you go in there with a really tank team you can go back to earlier chapters or seasons and you can now the, the earlier you go in the chapters the less experience points that you get but now i can i can dip i was dipping back into one and two and i just step up through them just to try to drop those fragments now i can i can get in and get the level uh, the experience points that i need to level up by going into something say like chapter three with a really powerful team and not spend, you know, hours on one level. I can yeah. knock through it, get a lot of experience points, and farm some of those time fragments. Make sure you're overloading yourself with time fragments. Max those out if you can. Because those are good. When, once you get to a point where you have to level up, you not only have to have all of that experience, you also have to have those time fragments in order to you know, and, get and to that next level. speaking as I lost them all when I had to reset my phone, <laughs> those time fragments are very important. Oh, yeah. And you don't... You don't. You take them for granted until you, you really run out do. of them. Yeah. You know what I took it granted for? <laughs> Were blues and greens, because I was always getting blues and greens, and I had so many blues and greens. And then when I decided to finally go star up everybody, get get enough stars to get open some perks, I wa- I blew through so many blues <laughs> and greens, and now I'm going back and having to farm blues and greens, which I haven't had to do forever. <laughs> so that's that's kind of mine's black and mind green. I'm still it? low on black. Um, I'm low on a lot of black. black. Black, green, and blue tend to be the three that I seem to not you, because lower lower in the game with your your uh, characters that are still down there. Those are the ones. Those are the first ones they need. When you get up into like the doctors and you're trying to start maxing out, that's when you need those new, you know, fancy retro fancy ones retro, that, you yeah. know, that, yeah. that, that came out in the, I don't know, the update. And those are the ones that I I'm, had to spend the time crystals to get because yeah. I don't have those. You mostly were in have the, those, those yeah. were in the fan area right. too. Yeah. Only, yeah, that's the nice thing about yeah, unlocking that fan to, area. That's why I need to do You've that. You got to unlock that fan area because you'll get a lot of those there. Yeah. Know? So that's not to mention you get a. Uh, 12th Doctor costume on the uh, if you play the last Christmas level in the fan area. Well, maybe I, I can actually get, that. get the <laughs> sparkly blue or sparkly blue sparkly uh, black. Uh, black jumper. Uh, yes, I actually um, oh, my, magician my, my, my second tank team. I'm, I'm kind of now maxed out to the point, and I've started to sub out some characters, and so they're not they're I'm languishing a little bit in my my uh, part three run through. Mm-hmm. But I did click over. 300 stars Yay! so i just unlocked oh, a new nice. perk that i'm looking forward to trying out well, 320 is as far as you need to go now although i heard i read in the newsletter this week that they're adding another perk um but 320 is the top that'll that'll allow you to lock everything that's not in the s perk uh, area and i now almost have all of the s perks because i've been that's what i've been using my crystals i've been getting now uh, for is unlocking those bonus perks that you can actually purchase for um time crystals so hmm. Keep going. Keep keep yeah, pushing. Keep pushing. Just keep pushing. And it, and Robert, I, stick with it. Yeah, I was worried let, about let, get, I worried about this thing getting monotonous, but it doesn't. I mean, it even, really doesn't. even playing levels that you've done before, when you're dropping stuff and you've got goals, you've got achievements to hit. You know, it's it's a lot. Of fun. Keep going. It does get frustrating going. when you play a level keep and it doesn't in. drop what you need. It does. Yeah. 
Let us know how you're doing. All right. Next up in feedback, uh, on Duck Phil, he writes, comment, question, question, comment, ho, ho, hamakavula. <laughs> hey, who peaked? I think that's ever getting old. Nope. Uh, this thought came to me today. I want to get him before the Christmas episode airs in case it comes up. So let's take a look at Santa Claus. He's over a thousand years old. And that time, he's had the same main uh, man has... Though, in that time, though, he's the same man, his appearance, attire, and a few habits and mannerisms have changed here and there. He has the capacity to deliver massive amounts of presents all around the world in a single night, suggesting mastery of time and space, and that his bag of presents probably is probably bigger on the inside. Well, I wonder if he has two hearts. Merry Christmas, Odd Duck Phil. P.S., and now you're probably picturing the reindeer and sleigh rocketing through the vortex and the Doctor Who theme playing with an added jingle bells. So what do we think? Could Santa be a Time Lord? No. Why? Because this kind of purports that... Well, let's talk about that when we were <laughs> His I name's was, Jeff. I was, I was really, really curious how we were going to have Santa explained away in the Doctor Who universe. I thought they did a really nice job of it. They did. Let's, Let's say that pre-last Christmas could he have been well, a time lord? <laughs> well, well, yes, obviously because if you go by the um, uh, things that we reviewed in our Christmas special, he has physically met Santa and Matt. If you count that as part of your continuity or canon, duh. That's and canon. why why couldn't time lords if they sometimes can choose their appearance? Why not just stay the same? Well, I don't know. I think it kind of explains the different. And then the, the cultures the slight having variations. The variations because yeah. the Father Christmas of the UK, uh, you know, up until about 10, 15, 20 years ago, was a very, you know, spindly man with the long beard. The one that we get in uh, um, uh, Narnia, Chronicles of Narnia, in uh, the first yeah. one, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. That's very much the pre, or at least at the turn of the century, of the last oh. century, uh, you know, Father Christmas or Santa Claus. That's kind of the Well, image that was that before we started pumping Santa full of, the, you know, the saturated fats and everything and all these <laughs> store cookies. 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 And milk and yeah. <laughs> Up next in feedback is Holly. Holly writes, last Christmas. Hey, guys. Hope everyone had a very Merry Christmas. What a Christmas special. We get Santa, Rudolph, and Dan Starkey in a non-strax role as Ian the Elf. Overall, I enjoyed it. My review might jump around a bit, and I may miss a few things, but here goes. Nice use of Slade's Merry Xmas, everybody, as shown as Earbug. My dad listened to Slade's while I was growing up, so I knew about this song and how Slade was the original artist that did Come On, Feel the Noise, and a few other songs made famous by Quiet Riot, so that brought back some good memories. Music tangent aside, back to the Christmas special. It was nice to see Danny again and the moments between him and Clara had just the right amount of emotion. The Doctor and Clara also finally telling each other the truth was a good thing, though I'm wondering if we're not going to revisit that again in the future. Nick Frost as Santa was a great bit of casting. Wouldn't mind him making a return appearance in another special down the road. The Doctor getting to drive Santa's sleigh was cool, and the look of joy on the Doctor's face was priceless. The scene near the end with the Doctor going back to save Clara only 62 years later had me tearing up a little. And the Doctor helping Clara with the Christmas cracker was very reminiscent of Clara helping the 11th Doctor when she visited him in the town called Christmas. 
The dream crabs slash sleepers were creepy and homage-worthy of the movie Alien, and at the end, when we see a list of the movies that Shauna had on Miracle had, and Miracle on 34th Street and Aliens was on that list, it made a lot of sense. The ending, with Claire and the Doctor running into the TARDIS for another adventure, was the right way to end it. I can't wait to see what Series 9 has in store for us. I'll wrap it up here, looking forward to hearing everyone's thoughts on this Christmas special. Holly from Wisconsin. Thank you, Holly. Thank you, Holly. And uh, next up is Keith. Keith writes, oh. comment question, just testing since I haven't, since we haven't gotten a lot of feedback. Yeah, I'm sorry. I see those every once in a while when you test them. The, uh, I got to check. I just thought I had to uh, read that one out this time because I think they're funny. Just checking. We haven't got a lot get, of feedback yet. Making sure we're still working. I always get a little worried well, when we get some audio especially we've had some issues before. And especially on a new server, too, because yes, it's, not as, e- it's, it's not as easy to call up the old IT guy and go, um, is your server down? Because now our old <laughs> IT guy is uh, some corporation somewhere. <laughs> our IT guy would probably still help us out. but or Actually, he does still help us out. But, yeah. uh, actually, next up is Chrissy. Yes. If I'm correct. Okay. Chrissy writes, Christmasception. <laughs> Dear Vortex Boys, I'm going to be 100%, 100% honest. I have not seen Inception. What? Yeah, I was waiting for that. <laughs> but I, think I, I, I knew she was waiting for it, so I got it out of the way. But I think I know enough about it to get any number of in-jokes about dreams and such that anyone wants to make. And before anyone starts in on me about that, it was just one of those movies I never got around to seeing. Life gets in the way. What do you want from me? <laughs> I hope everyone had a nice Christmas. Mine was pretty good. I got some cool stuff. Plus, I got to spend a few days watching movies and catching up on some TV shows with my family. Oh, and yes, you all really should watch Avatar The Last Airbender and The Legend of Korra. In that order, obviously. Not to spoil anything, but I was pleased with how the finale of Korra turned out. Not just because the one ending scene that everyone seems to be fixated on, though that was fine, but because... It was an overall great way to close out a series that spent 10 years building a wonderful and imaginative imaginative world and characters that I grew to love and adore. The writing has always been top-notch, as he, oh, as has the acting and animation. Even the weakest episodes are considered high quality. The creators kind of got jerked around by the network, so I was a little worried that it might have some effect on the final product, but everything turned out great. All the major characters got closure, but in such a way that the story could be revisited in graphic novels later if they chose to go that route, which they have done with the first Avatar series, those are really good too. There were even some plot twists that came in in the last three or four episodes that I wasn't looking for, but that I completely loved that they got the ending that they did. Sorry to be vague, but I don't want to give anything away. Just ask me about it when you're finished when you've finished the series. Though, if anyone checks my Tumblr regularly, you probably can guess what I'm talking about. (laughs) I'll stay away from her Tumblr because I'm getting ready to start. Anyway, yes, watch the series. Watch it on your own. Watch it with your kids. Watch it with whoever. Just watch it. It's one of of the absolute best animated shows on TV for the past 20 years. Everyone I know who's watched it loves it, and I expect even more people will watch it and love it as well. Oh, right. Doctor Who stuff. Let's see. We had a Christmas episode. Last Christmas. I gave you my heart, but the very next day you gave it away. She didn't write that, but we had to do it. We've had Don't Bleak, Don't Breathe, Don't Forget, and now we have Don't Think. I'm not even going to ask what Moffat's big scare thing is going to be next time. (laughs) 
All kidding aside, this Don't really... Don't taste. <laughs> taste and you're dead. <laughs> but doctor, we're at a dinner party. I know. <laughs> All kidding aside, this really is a great ending to Series 8. At the end of Death in Heaven, Santa Claus came in pro- proclaiming, the story can't end like that. And indeed, Santa delivered on that promise. All those emotional ends, loose ends got tied up in this story. We wanted the Doctor and Clara to be honest with each other about Gallifrey and about Danny, and we got that. We even got one of the, or we even got one last heartfelt goodbye from Danny Pink. His appearance surprised me, but it was something that we needed to see. The writing was fast-paced, but not so much that I couldn't keep up with what was going on. And while the sci-fi plot, sorry, and while the sci-fi plot of the dream crab alien things was scary and actiony enough. The story was more about mending the Doctor and Clara's friendship and ultimately getting Clara back on the TARDIS, which I am so happy Jenna Coleman is going to be back. Regardless of any kind of doubts she had or any back and forth that was going on, I'm glad that she feels like there are more stories to tell with Clara or Oswald because I want to see those stories. I think Last Christmas did for Peter Capaldi what A Christmas Carol did for Matt Smith. There was a fun story, yes, but... There was also some great emotional resonance that I, er, that fit well with the Doctor's personality and helped him grow as a character. I think we'll see some more. We'll see some of that next in the next year in Series Nine. Twelve will still be spiky and abrasive, probably, but there will be an added layer of softness to that. It'll be interesting to see where the tar- where where this team TARDIS ends up after all this. That's all I've got until next year. Enjoy the rest of the holiday, and I'll see you later. Chrissy, P.S. I loved your surprise Christmas side trip, though I'm having a hard time remembering the first one you guys did. I do vaguely remember a commentary, but I'm fuzzy on the details. Well, Chrissy, we're fuzzy on those details as well. <laughs> well, it was a commentary to Christmas Carol, wasn't it? It was a commentary. Was, yeah. I don't we think don't there were many what, details in it. We, we don't, don't know what we, what we said. said about it, but. <laughs> Chrissy, I got a question for you. No, 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 no pressure or anything, just because obviously we've had the holidays and there's been a lot of, uh, you know, different things going on. But I was curious to know if we'd had an update on the Goodreads uh, uh, website for what the January book is going to be. Uh, doesn't I don't have an update anyway since uh, Paul 13. We, did, we didn't have a we didn't do December, one in December. book. Yeah. He's asking because he's still got a few more weeks off of school. <laughs> yeah. He's he looking for something to read. read. Uh, I, I'm looking to, 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 to jump in on something. So Maybe in uh, February or whatever we get was Engines there a of War. Was there, there options for, for uh, what we could be reading? Oh, a poll. Let me click. Maybe. Uh, well, what should we it's read in December was a tie between Engines of War and the Pirate Loop. Are we reviewing Engines of War this month? Not this month. February. That was what we discussed. Okay, so we since there's a tie, I vote that we read, uh, what was the other one? Pirate Loop. Pirate Loop first in January, <laughs> and then Engines of War in February. Yeah. yeah, then everybody will be up to speed. Okay, so we're, 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 we're apparently... <laughs> we're, we're making that decision. We're, we're taking a Chrissy, decree. We are, we're making a decree that if we are gonna, we are gonna you review. already decided on this... <laughs> we're apparently we're going to review Engines of War in February on the podcast, so... That Apparently, be, I think we decided on discussed. that. Okay. Poor Sean, he, his memory is Cause, just cause, going. Because of Galley. Right. Oh, that's He's right. Got, I'm going to be gone. So you guys need a book to review. Sean has a mind like a steel sieve. It just nothing comes through. No, everything goes through. It doesn't hold anything. <laughs> <laughs>
a steel trap. It just the no, trap no. doesn't open. No, no. it doesn't. No, it <laughs> I was I was trying to dupe people into thinking I was going to say steel trap, but it's no, it's a, it's a sieve. It all goes in. Everything goes in. Mountains and volumes of information goes in. And just the large it, chunks stay. None of it stays. Just the large yeah. chunks stay, which don't include uh, <laughs> us, re- us doing our reviews of <laughs> the last Hobbit movie. Pretty much anything Glenn says. And the fact <laughs> that we're going to review Engines of War. And anything that Glenn says. Very good. All right, is that it? So Engines of War in February. So uh, pick something else for January. <laughs> well, the other one. The one Pirate Loop. I guess Pirate Loop. Yeah, well, that'll work. That way the poll, you don't have to that set up another poll yeah, and no, all. It's it's just, it's already so we're going to do Pirate Loop in January. <laughs> We've just made a decree. Poor girl's done a great job of managing our book club and doing wonderful things with it and we've been very hands off until now by gosh this is what we're doing I think she'll be okay with it <laughs> it's 3 o'clock on, this, on, on January 2nd I need a decision <laughs> <laughs> alright let's do our review was that it for feedback? that was it for yeah. feedback I didn't get to read anything. Oh, no, I did read something. You read all God, of did, did we talk about our lanyards so we got Keith? <laughs> we discussed it okay. shortly. <laughs> we, we didn't go into details got, about them. Let's see. Mine's had smaller holes. But... <laughs> the Doctor and Clara face their last Christmas trapped on an Arctic base under attack from terrifying creatures. Who are you going to call? Santa Claus. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh, he wasn't as enthusiastic as Mine was not quite as enthusiastic. I've watched this three times. I watched it twice. (laughs) I thoroughly enjoyed this. I did too. I had a blast. Uh, It did a lot of things I didn't expect it to do. Yes, this was nothing what I expected. I I didn't know what I expected to begin with. I don't either, but that was nothing what I thought I would have expected. (laughs) (laughs) Whew. And it surprised me. Even after we got to a point, I was like, oh. Well, I knew something was going to happen. I, I knew Claire was going to stay on because I saw the headline at work. Because unfortunately, I was at work during Christmas, so I you can't I can't avoid Facebook entirely. Um, We've already blamed Sean for that. <laughs> and huh? what? I, I, so, but but there was so much stuff that surprised me in it, including the fact that the entire thing was a dream from the beginning. I didn't. I had the. I I, I kid you not. They they went through it. And they got to a point where they determine that they've been in, in dreams and have the crab things on their heads since the doctor arrived, pretty much. Right. And it wasn't until shortly after that that it dawned on me, only probably a minute or two before it occurs to Clara, well, they about had, Santa. They hadn't quite established the fact that uh, the the four of them were the ones under the, the four manuals, yeah. four of you. Yeah, they hadn't established that yet before well, Clara no. brought up the Santa Claus thing. Am I remembering this wrong? Maybe I'm remembering Be- it wrong because it was okay. Clara first, in the in the order that we realize things are. Addressed. Oh no, no, you're right. Clara it was, first. It was. You're Clara right. and the no, Doctor right. and Clara's they were, dream. They and revealed the that the first time they came outside, because and then they it went was back the, inside. The yeah. things. Right. Yeah, it yeah. was the. It was like a minute before. A minute or two before the outside scene with them going to leave, and I've deleted you all already. Yeah, <laughs> that's, right. that's right. You're absolutely right. That I I thought to myself, oh, well, wait, what about Santa? How does that work? And then they they lay that bomb on you, and 
it just kind of blew me away, and I was rather impressed that I was only a few minutes ahead of that. Because Claire brings up the point of, well, if it was all a dream, well, but they, they, and they, Santa they, was... I'm going to backtrack here, though, real quick, because they hadn't determined that the four that were in the beds were the same four. They no, had determined, no, they had, yeah, yeah, they had, they had determined, determined that, that, they, that it was, they were in a dream at that point. Yeah, uh, it was. But they didn't realize the, the amount of still levels of the dreams in oh, a dream in a dream. I did not expect. <laughs> and then up it, to and including the end of death and heaven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, then it even continued because I saw the headline that uh, Jenna Coleman staying for series nine, and I kind of took it with a grain of salt. I, I kind of thought, well, maybe they're just making up stuff and because they can and it got to the old scene and i thought oh, or is it going to be an old claire that's coming along or was that article wrong it honestly didn't even fully occur to me that well wait this is also a dream yeah until it occurs to until santa shows up again See, and, and, and saves the day and i Two, two things I want to I want to talk about because you brought two things up I was going to bring up. It wasn't this is this is how Caitlin's mind works. <laughs> I hadn't considered the fact that we had already been introduced to Santa before they even got to the base. I knew that happened, but it didn't occur to me until they were walking outside, as you were pointing out. It didn't even occur to me then, and. The twelfth doctor's kind of wiping his hands of it. Ah, they'll be fine, you know. And, and as they're walking, as he's walking to the TARDIS, Caitlin goes, "Wait a minute, Santa was there long before any of this. Before he figured out they were in a dream." And I went, oh. <laughs> and "That's when Claire realized it." And I looked at Caitlin and I said, "Good for you." <laughs> so she probably formed the thoughts at the same fe- time as I did. She figured it out. Yeah, she figured it out right before Clara dropped that bomb. And I went, "Oh." <laughs> But my mind never went to, oh, it's just another dream inside a dream. It, it went to, well, how are they going to work that? For some reason, Kate, my mind did. I think Caitlin to... had it figured out. I think she because she goes, now wait a minute, Santa was already. There. I mean, she she said it in such a way that this is still a dream, you know. Um, but on the old thing too. Now I had not seen the, the spoiler. Jenna, I did yeah. not see the spoiler beforehand, and so when I saw that coming. When I saw that happen and she was old, my first thought was, oh, oh okay, so done. she is yeah. done. This is how they're going to end this. And then, of course, we get the, the next I scene. wonder if there were two an alternate ending in it case she decided wonder, she didn't want to come it back. It makes me wonder that, and again, I haven't read that article even since that's been posted. I don't know. There's been some talk about some behind-the-scenes she was hemming and hawing. Mo- Moffat yeah. commented she, that there was yeah. a lot of back and forth. And so I think he had already had this written. And then add attacked on the ending when she decided she was staying, and so made it one. I mean, and a perfect story to do that in when you've oh, already yeah. layered dream on dream on dream. You can you only have to layer so well. one more dream. Yeah. So now that being said, no, sp- presuming that and speculating that that felt almost a little unnecessary. Once yeah. we once the old Clara was there. And then we woke up and it was young Claire. It seemed kind of like a cheat to me. It was like I, oh, I kind of okay. felt that way too. I would have been okay with her being. Uh, if I like the moment she was old and it, that's it. Yeah, I liked the moment because he helped her with a cracker as and, she helped him with yeah. the cracker and time of the doctor, and visited him when he was very old. And so I I I appreciated that moment, but I think once Moffat 
found out that that Jenna was staying, I think he should have excised that piece from the the story. It should have either been her him coming back when she was old and him regretting that he didn't visit enough or or re- visit again until much later. And that be the end of Clara, or, or not the end of Clara, but the end of Clara's story. Or he should have excised that and just had them wake up, and she decided that they'd gone through enough, and you know, rebuilt their friendship. See, I'm I'm of two minds of this because I agree with you there, but I also it gives a nice additional push for Clara to decide to go back with the doctor. I can see that, be- she, realizing she, how much she missed. Yes, and. I could see the that. life she could would have had if she didn't go with the doctor yeah. more. So it's kind of okay. of two minds. It's, it it kind of gives be, her a second chance. Another in addition I go both to ways the on beginning. It too. I can, I I can miss see the that. sound. I can see that Keith. It, more of a motivation to okay, yes, I'm going to go do this. I'm not going to get to do this again. Yeah, I go both ways on it too because the the, the scene itself I, I loved. It was so poignant, and for me, it wasn't so much the what she missed out on, but it softened the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, they had that moment, and and then the the the, the, the reverse of that, the follow scene when she asks him, "Am I still old?" and he says, uh, "I don't know. You're Clara." Well, I loved that because okay, I had a little bit of problem with that. It, it, it kind of goes back. I, to I, the, I like he's what, human blind yeah. in a way. Well, well yeah, because it, 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 he's been with, kind of I don't know critical almost of her appearance through the, through the whole season. But then you realize that it's not so much the fact that he's criticizing her. With that one line, for me, it retroactively fixed everything because it's not that he's being critical. It's that he's being he's just he's, that's he's, his he's, he's being observant yeah. that she's changing her appearance again, and she doesn't need to because this is how he well, sees and her. What helps is that line before when she's old. Do I really look no different to you? No, you'll always look the same. That to me. that, that was appropriate, and that was a wonderful moment. I well, love that. And that's why that. the now, I don't know also works better see, in the story itself. But is the problem that I have by sees her the same. The problem I have with that, and I agree with you on the level that number one, that it was also the doctor realizing that he had missed uh, yeah. time with her. Yeah. But I also my my just my one little niggle with this was the fact that. She makes that comment, and it makes her sound so vain, and that that bugged me. I thought, well, see, and you I shouldn't. Can, re- nah, Claire's always there. Vain. Shouldn't yeah, there <laughs> shouldn't have been there shouldn't have been that regret from her. There should have been that regret of missed time, but it comes across as, oh my gosh, you know, I'm not old anymore, am I? And I just I, it, it, I see, that bothered me just a little bit. It didn't In come the across, context that you're saying it works, but yeah, to nah, me it came across more of a. <laughs> Did we really miss these sixty-two years, or do I get a second chance? I would rather That's have what that said that. Though. Yeah. I wish she would have said. She could have said instead of "Am I st- or do I look young or do I look or, am I old? Am I old?" I would have preferred. That's just a shorthand that helped keep this. I would have. <laughs> yeah, I would have preferred the. Um, do we still have time? I would have preferred that. That oh, would have worked. But to be fair. If she would have said that as old, he could have. He still no, probably no, would I have taken her. Say it as old. But, I but, wanted her to but say if, she, if she would have, he still probably would have taken her on a trip or something. Well, there's, of course, there's time. Sure, Clara. but she was still kind Not of. Time was, she was kind. Of, I mean, she was. She was at least grounded in the reality that she had lived a long life. That she was too old to travel now. She, yeah. and she, she was already grounded in that. So even if he had taken her on a trip, I think she recognized. <laughs> 
she wasn't that she was beyond able her enough. Yeah. Her, her adventuring was over. Right. But, but and maybe that's what the line meant for. Am I old? Was from, I think it from the standpoint the more of delivery, I can't keep up with you. The, but the delivery just came across as vanity, and I wish that I wish that could have been fixed. But but again, I, even even if it was pure vanity. That's part of who Clara is, and I don't mean I don't mean, I don't, I don't I don't mean that, that as a she's ever come across vain. I think so. In fact, I, she got upset at Vastra when Vastra was calling her out on the doctors being vain about the doctor. Yeah. You know, just kind of the reverse of that. But there were all those moments in that about even Strax when he was, you know, analyzing her about her, you know. That that's how she is. That well, she she's got those things set up. And Moffat even natural, said this uh, was it this week defense, that 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 Moffat came out with the statement. He says the problem with Clara is that Clara thinks that the show is called Clara. <laughs> you know that that's and that that's not a knock no, on her. I, I, I agree that, that's with that. just how her but mentality. I don't, know, I don't works. know that that's. I don't think that's vanity. I think that's more self awareness or self consciousness. Yeah, maybe, yeah. but and that's not even self conscious. Self um, assurance. I mean, that, that's a, that's a little different than than. Uh, external vanity. That's more of an internal power. I mean, yeah. she is a very. She is a if, 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 she, if she'd we asked, have, "Am I still beautiful?" That would have been. Well, that would have been worse. That would have yeah, been yeah, agree, really over agree, the top. Agree. But I just the, the the old scene for me really is, is kind of almost encapsulating of all the simultaneous things that worked and didn't with this episode for me. It was beautiful and it was poignant and I loved it and it bookended so nicely. And I, I if, if if this had been the swan song. If 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 General uh, Coleman had been had been leaving, and this was it, I, it's a perfect send off for Clara. Leave it alone. I she yes, it's one of the one just yet another in a line of missed opportunities that they've both come to regret and that they were going to get this moment. But it parallels the first moments, just kind of like we both get. Um, you know, or her, it parallels the last moments with the eleventh and his last moments with her, just like we got kind of the beginning uh, of the ponds right, at right, the end of eleven, right, right. and it just—it's just another Moffat right. bringing it back on itself, and it was—and it was beautiful. A Moffat loop, and the, and that moment when when she asks him that, and he he says, "I don't know, you just look like Clara." Like I said, that retroed so much of the little stuff, and it just—it was kind of just another little insight into how this doctor sees things, and that was. Awesome. It was beautiful. Yeah. But then by the fact that, and, and even I found myself going, okay, so how are you going to fix this? We're going to time travel. We're going to go back in the TARDIS and fix it. You know, and I, I'm working on the solution to the problem already. <laughs> and it just played out. It played out. I'm like, this is it. This is how they're going to end it. I thought the same thing. <gasps> oh, this is so beautiful. And then I thought about that article. I went, wait a minute. Oh, she's coming back next season. How are you going to have to fix this? Oh, uh, and then they woke up and it was another dream with it because Santa showed back up. I was like, <clears throat> So, then you're right. We have what almost feels like a forced tacked on. Now I have to rewrite this beautiful ending of mine yeah. so that I can keep things going. And it's frustrating from that regard. Yeah. There are so many of those kinds of things. Santa. Santa's a great example. I love the fact that we kept it ambiguous. I love the fact that he's a dream figment. And yet, there's the, 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 the orange that, at the end of the thing. And that's the ambiguity. Yeah. Because I think as you, as you start to discover what's going on, and they start to draw the correlation of the fact that, ev- that, that that is the subconscious, everybody relates to Santa Claus, it's Christmas Eve, of course everybody's going to think Santa's going to save the day. As they, as they expound on that, and they kind of dispel the idea that Santa Claus is actually real, 
the nice moment is at the end, which is to me reminiscent of the cane at the end yeah. of Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street oh, yeah. that is left there because the parents still presume, well, we 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 bought this house, we get, but there's still that moment of of uh, what's the little girl's name. Uh, Susan is it Susan? Yeah, Susan says you know she 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 is now full blown convinced that that was Santa Claus and he made he gave her her wish, and and that's that moment that kind of cements that in there as well. For that is, yeah, we you know Santa does exist, you know, um, except that that was on the list. So now all of a sudden it kind of calls back into is it a dream or not? <laughs> well, that was another thing that and Caitlin and her cleverness went. Well, if that tangerine's there, are we still in a dream? That nope. set me up. Well, no, 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 no. And it don't. That sets me, that sets me up to something that I'm. I will be so mad if we get Bobby stepping out of the shower at the end of series nine because Moffat realized, hey, look what I did. I devised a very clever way to fool everybody and really kind of mess with everybody's heads because you know he's a troll. Mess with everybody's <laughs> heads through series nine and then go, oh, but they were still in a dream. Don't do that to us, Moffat. That would be the biggest piece of junk thing to do to anybody. I ever. hope he doesn't go in that the his, way. In the history, in the history of, of trolling, yeah. that would be the troll of trolls. Um, now it would almost be worth him pulling that off, just so that it would be the the the, <laughs> the troll of the troll. Take two trolls. seasons, me off wait so for bad. him to regenerate. Wait a couple more seasons, <laughs> then get the reveal. Here's why. That's I, how you can give us a female doctor without the fanboys going too crazy. Here's why. Oh, I, <laughs> and then it turns out it was all a guy that would. <laughs> nah, that 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 would five do. years down the line. Oh it would destroy everything as we know. Now it. here's why I think we needed to wait on Phil. On, on Odd Duck Phil's about, a question about Santa Claus. He postulated, postulated this question on December 24th before the special had come out. Mm-hmm. So he was asking that question pre the revelation. And us answering the question post the revelation does not do it justice because of the fact that they, they the cleverly <laughs> gave us that. Now, the ambigu- amb- ambiguity aside... At, of the end of the episode, we really have this. They they really unraveled that and explained why uh, Santa Claus existed within this story, and it makes sense. And you can bring that back into the reality of things. Sorry, any kids are listening. The that that you know Santa was 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 merely a figment of their dream state, and so it worked so well. So pulling. Are setting aside our reviews for our Christmas special with uh, the doctor meeting Santa before, and I was actually glad that he didn't have to say anything because this was a different situation. But that's part of that's part of the tragedy of it. Is while I loved the fact that they kept the ambiguity there, I wanted Santa. <laughs> I wanted the doctor to meet Santa, and I feel like we didn't get that yet. Well, although I do feel like the him having a clone. Essentially, or there's two of him was a callback to one of those novels. Or those I, short I looked for that read. the second time, and he just. Well, I, I still took. I still. I still to choose to believe that, but he says two sleigh teams. He didn't necessarily two, say two of me. Yeah, he says two sleigh teams. So I want to take away the fact that that was a callback to the cloning <laughs> uh, idea. I think I just. But I think they left that open enough that, that, that they didn't cement the idea that he had a clone that could, yeah. could do something else or do other things. I I I love the fact. I know a lot of people are kind of dogging on the whole. 
well, but they ripped off Alien, and then they called attention to the fact that they ripped off. It's like no, 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 no. The fact that they called attention to the fact they were doing it called attention to it. I'd have gone, oh, that was a total ripoff. When they said, hey, look, this is what we're talking dreams, we're talking subconscious, we're talking all of this, and we're showing a list in reality when Shota wakes up, and I went, bingo, that. Perfectly puts well, the, and the, even the bow still, on top of just why because all of it's this a face happening. hugger doesn't mean it's a ripoff. The ideas behind these things are completely different from the well, ideas from no, the, no, no, the, no, no, the no. face huggers. It was and a ripoff. I'm, I'm perfectly willing no, to I say don't, I don't it, think was it was a ripoff. This was the, a ripoff. The design, of, maybe. No, no, no. This was, it was the, a face hugger. The, it, this was a ripoff. But, but the face they, huggers didn't. Do no, this. you don't have to defend it because that list at the end of the episode, when near the end of the episode, when Shona wakes up, is the exact answer to why it's a ripoff you don't have to defend it it's not nobody everybody out there is saying oh it was a total ripoff yeah you're absolutely right even but it was aside brilliant ripoff aside from the fact of the the creatures <coughs> still exist outside the dreams they the thing see. but so that but they, we don't know what they, they look like outside. Well, yeah we do because it's still, it's still the face hugger yeah yeah it's still a face hugger but the fact everything not, else not is even, a, not is even the list i agree with you the list is brilliant a way of, of it because you look at her list, the thing. even Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street being the last thing on everything there. on that list is in this episode. It's yep. da, 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 and there it is. But the fact that they look like face huggers, they act like face huggers, and they drill into your brain and set it down in your throat. It's a face hugger. And the guy says, "Oh, it's like a face hugger from that movie Alien." <laughs> Alien. Yeah, you have now fixed all the problems Absolutely. that I have with this that because you right are, you are associating this you are with so a. Right. Real world. You're so right. You know, yeah. I'm okay with that. And you're right. It wasn't the. It was the exact. It was the exact. I, I, same that, thing that's why I don't think it's a ripoff. And it's, it, a, it's an homage. You know, it's a design uh, tribute. Yeah, exactly. And one of our one of our friends online, that, that uh, Ben uh, Buckles, he was commenting to that. He didn't like it because he felt like it was it was a ripoff. And I thought, no, that's not why you're not supposed to like it. You're supposed to like it for any other reason but that because that was actually. Addressed. Explained and addressed, and yeah. so and uh, a great line that we got wonderful out. Wonderful line, um, yeah. Just the the um, and, and 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 the more absurd that Santa got, I loved Santa throughout the entire the, the, thing. Well, that's just it. The I want Nick Frost well, the, 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 I should say, yeah, Nick Frost was brilliant. I should say the more absurd that almost Santa, underutilized. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Sadly. The, the more absurd that the Santa mythos got with him talking about the pole, the actual pole, <laughs> and of course it's striped. The more and absurd of course it's it got. It's basic physics. The more, the more my mind kept getting number and number and number, but in a good way, in a good way, because I'm going, they're really going here. They're really going here. They, oh, that's why it was getting, because that, they, 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 they used every cliche associated with Santa because that's, all of the that's a, that's what the the mythos of Santa is wrapped up in, and that's what everybody knows about Santa. When you see the images of the North Pole, it's you see pole. a North Pole striped candy cane like with a little ball on top, and yeah. it, it was just it was it, this this story was to me crafted so well. There, there was there was so such well. a moment of of course it spins, it has to spin. It's basic physics, and I'm going. <laughs> Explain it, and then they did. I got sad again, and then she says, "Well, how do you get all this stuff?" It's right. He bigger on the inside, and the doctor even kind of went and did one of these, you know, like over his shoulder because he's only half listening well, to that he conversation. Doesn't say doctor, so he says he looks at the doctor and he goes, "Bigger on the inside, like you know, <laughs> yeah." This, this, this is your dream. This is part of your dream. Thanks Every, to you. Everything that anybody 
attributed to the Santa mythos from any of the characters in here, the Santa mythos lived up to. That's why. That's yeah. what makes this so brilliant is the fact that it, the the clues were all there all along, and they were hidden in plain sight so well that you're pleasantly surprised when everything is figured out. I it think, just it, it, the story's crafted. So I think well. probably one of my absolute favorite <coughs> moments with Santa in this is when Santa starts going into the scientific spiel. And the doctor goes, no, 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 line in the sand. Santa does not do scientific explanations. And he goes, okay, it's probably all dreamy away me. (laughs) The interactions between the doctor and Santa through this whole thing were brilliant. Because that's what's great also about that line is it's poking fun at Moffat at the same time because he's the one that coined the weemy aspect. Sure, sure, sure. Wimey. Wimey, 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 (laughs) woomany. Well, and it builds back on the, the, the dream aspect structure of it that the doctor is the doctor is saying no 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 santa doesn't do science which he wouldn't no the real santa that's not something any of us would attribute to santa i don't think is is scientific genius no, no offense santa <laughs> but <laughs> this is not part of the mythos and santa goes okay it's all dreamy weamy <laughs> he just gave you the answer but yeah <sighs> The interact- Nick Frost was so good as Santa. All of his bits as Santa were just... I found myself enjoying every time he entered the scene. I know. Every time. And the f- I kept going, oh, good, things back. <laughs> and the times that he wasn't there became such sorely, there's no Santa. It's funny that we keyed in on the uh, Frost aspect of Nick Frost and how it associated <laughs> well, with Would you Christmas. watch the extra? We didn't even touch on the fact that Santa is Saint Nick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why he's the perfect... <laughs> they, joked in, they joked in the extra that the extra. Uh, Nick Frost is actually Santa Claus. I didn't see the extra. That's because wonderful. of his name. It's Saint Nicholas Frost. Nick. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, we zeroed in on the Frost aspect of that and then... I just it just hit me. Wait, Saint Nick. <laughs> but his his that's, that's like I said, like he, his his interactions with the doctor, every scene, every nuance, every back and forth, were so good. The fact that it was all a dream is such a ah. <laughs> what? Yeah. I wanted. No, I wanted ta- Jeff. No, because the, ta- <laughs> the, the tangerine at the end still leaves open that whole idea that, that everything that was in the dream still could be there in real life. Yeah, but I just, <laughs> I, I wanted that. There, there were so many. I, I liked the fact that structurally we did have that carryover from the events of season eight. That it wasn't just a yeah. let's go have an adventure. And we addressed we've, the we've issues got, very yeah. fast. We've got drama to clean up. And we did. let's clean it up. Yeah. And I liked and that's, that. That scene where he's trying to distract her and she smacks him and everything stops was so powerful. Yeah. <laughs> and so well acted that it it kind of I it caught my breath. Yeah. I just kind of was breathless for a few minutes. And, while and that but happened. but again it was done in such a way that this wasn't the doctor being callous. No, this was definitely the doctor trying to point yeah. out this is what you 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 need this versus that. You yeah. can't think about yeah. that. You have to think about this. And I'm sorry, but but unfortunately, because of the situation that with Clara in, she ex- she she reacted exactly like I expect, well, and, and and had every right to react that way. Yeah. yeah. So it was a nice thing to be able to see both sides of oh, that and the, ticket and the and fact be able that to she go, didn't... he was right in everything that he was doing. She was yeah. right in the way she reacted. She didn't carry on being mad at him because. Right. Here's the downside to this. 
I kind of feel like the the Christmas specials, in a way, and maybe it's because we watched uh, the next Doctor, which man, that's a fun one. I don't know why you don't like giant cyber cyber uh, steampunk Cybermen <laughs> stomping. I love that story. We well, just we laughed and just it. had a great time watching it on Friday Night Who. It was awesome. But I feel like we're kind of we're losing the spectacle. I think a little bit of the Christmas special. Because Moffat's got such grand plans well, that he's kind of and now initially it was it was warranted. He's, he's weaving the the Christmas specials into the entire narrative, whereas Russell always kind of set them aside as their own right. spectacular. Yeah. Well, and, and even Moffat at the initial uh, Christmas Carol was kind of aside, other aside than the, from other the, than the honeymoon aspect. Yeah, of it. that's yeah. the only thing. Yeah. But but just just the fact that we 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 have well, you could say the same thing about. Widow of the Warden. Well, that, aside from the very, the very Warden. end, yeah, yeah, that's more to the RTD era. Right, right. But just you know, we we, we 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 it started with the Snowmen, where it really felt like, and, and admittedly, because that comes in the middle, middle of the of season, season, yeah, and we're setting up a new companion. There were things, there was business to take care of, and it turns out that that business was very important leading up into the 50th yeah. anniversary, right. and the Christmas special that followed was very important leading out of the 50th anniversary. Right. So I get that. Right. I understand bookending that with, with, with those. Uh, well, and it almost feels like think... since Snowman was such important to the overall story, this almost does feel more like a departure for Clara. Yeah. Like yeah. it should have been. And Here, a lot of it's Here's something that I think maybe you guys are, are subconsciously alluding to is the fact that when Doctor Who comes on on Christmas night, in Russell T. Davis' era... The whole family got together and watched Doctor Who. And whether Grandma and Grandpa were watching Doctor Who or were Doctor Who fans or watched any other Doctor Who or whether niece and nephew watched any other Doctor Who, everybody could sit down and watch a Russell T. Davis Christmas special and enjoy it because it was a one-off, it was a single, and there was nothing that you needed to know on either side of the, the story. Right. With Moffat, the way he's crafting things from since the snowman, it almost feels like you are left out or you're going to miss something if you haven't been connected to the series. And so you sort of lose that whole family, grandma and grandpa that doesn't know anything about what's going on, niece and nephew that doesn't know anything that's going on, missing something or feeling left out of the, right. the, the uh, story. Although ironically, Russell's Christmas specials didn't start that way. Think of Christmas Invasion. You well, kind of needed to know, but but you could, a new person could still jump on. But if they were given a slight explanation, you're, you're absolutely right, and you're 100 percent right. I think though that the, the catalyst of that is that the explanation is set up. It, it's given the, throughout the, the episode. The, at least. Well, the, the explanation is set up and given to you right at the beginning. Yeah, we know exactly what has happened, and the ending is sort of that way that we're going to work into Rose accepts him as, as this. Yeah. But because it's booking so well and everything in the middle is just a fun romp, yeah, I, I, it's it's less poignant It's, it's there. less. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yes. yeah, yeah. You're right. Russell did do it for starting off. But like I said, I, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. I appreciated the fact that we dealt with the baggage and, the, hey, we've got this. We need to take care of this. Fantastic. But I, I was kind of looking forward to just a Christmas yeah. episode you know and it would be nice to kind but of maybe get back to that i think but maybe long, that's not the plan maybe yeah, the, maybe i think as long as moffat's in charge i think we're going to see more of that well especially if this had been clara's swan song yeah. so maybe the entire thing has been structured for this is it this is goodbye and then it's not so that really kind of hampers this individual story right again we're, we're back to that i've got to wait till we get to the end to find out how that really 
would have panned yeah. out for this. Because if it ended, if she's gone, and this is this is the end of the end of the end, I'm fine with this being more inclusive because it wraps up her story arc and it was needed right, and it's right. part of that overall arc that but had started two Christmases ago. to a longer story. But knowing that this is now going to be like the more, it, yeah. just, it, it doesn't have that same poignancy to it. So I'm, I'm torn because it's like, I liked this, but I kind of wish we'd have gotten that. I liked this, but that would have been cool. This was not so great, but I loved that they did this. So there was just all these little things that, that are kind of coming together that I liked and didn't at the same time. Yeah. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. Overall, yes, I loved it and I, I, I really enjoyed it. But there were just these no, little your, over overhanging, yeah. overhanging things that they didn't seem to bother me. But I, I think I looked at say, since Snowman because we had Snowman, we had uh, Time of the Doctor, and, and we had is. now, and they've all been part of that that flowing narrative. I think they just maybe I, I, I'm, I'm like, okay, this is just another chapter in, in this, this story. <laughs> because of those saga. previous two, I almost would have felt cheated if it wasn't yeah, anything addressed. Yeah, I suppose that's probably that's true. Yeah. Although, if, Sean's if Clara, right, had Clara ended, that would have been a nice book into the yes, three. So. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway. Would you, uh, I think we need to discuss the other people. <laughs> oh, Shona. Gosh, she was my favorite. And I started off not liking her. And then... By the end of it, I thought she was great. <laughs> I had a fixation with her. I'm sorry. I'll say it right now. She, I, I loved every, yeah, uh-huh. I loved every aspect of Shona. I loved her attitude. I loved how spiky she was. She felt like somebody I liked how cynic she, yeah, 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 a little bit. I liked how cynical she was. I liked, I liked that she walked into that room. And, and they played the music, and she started, started dancing, and I went, oh, yeah, I, I like this girl liked, a lot. That's when I started liking her. I, I, her. I, 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 but everybody else was wonderful, too. Yeah. I liked the, the gal that was in charge, the scientific woman who, <laughs> who ends up in, is, is in a wheelchair at the end. That was so, <laughs> oh. that was so uh, brilliant. It was, it, was, it was very passionate. I mean, it was just, oh, oh yeah. what a moment. Everybody kind of got something. Even though Every- they were in the middle of this horror story, Everybody got a little something out of that too. I mean, the poor guy that died, unfortunately, he woke up dead somewhere. Michael Trouton, who did a really good job, yeah, yeah. and he was eating that turkey like maybe because maybe because I, who I knew it was, his first line sounded very much like Trouton's voice, <laughs> yeah, didn't it? I, oh yeah, yeah. The way he inflected at the end, yeah, saying Shona sounded just like his father. Yeah. I want Shona in the TARDIS. I oh, sign her up as the next. I figure this, out a way to get that to this, happen. I, I, I got this moment of I had to look on the table and see. On the coffee table, I watched very pointed the second time because I wondered if Shona was at the end of her list, and this was kind of her. I'm going to watch these movies, and then that'll be the end. I mean, the end. Oh. end. And I wondered if there was like pills or something, and that because she said she was going to give what's his name, give David a second chance or something, and then she checked that off. And so it was almost it was like forgive Dave, forgive, forgive Dave. Dave. That's what it yeah. was. And it was almost like her. That was kind of her. I, I get the impression that there was there was something rough happened with, between her and Dave, and they had split up, and she was very depressed. And I almost I didn't want them to go a step further, but I almost looked to see if there was more of an implication that she was so distraught by that that she had considered offing herself. I actually took it the other way that when 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 they show the list and da 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 da, da and then forget Dave and she check marks forgive. it or forgive <laughs> forget Dave forgive Dave that she check marks it. I took that to mean that she felt like maybe because of the dream she was bypassing everything else she's going to go pick up the phone and call him right now. Oh, 
I get the I impression, but everything yeah. else was checked, wasn't it? No, no nothing was oh, checked. Nothing that was, was checked the on the list. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, okay, I, I, you know, and, and yeah. so that, that kind of, you know, because maybe she's spending Christmas alone well, with already, these movies she because lived, she's not with Dave. She had already you know. lived through all those movies. So right. There so maybe, <laughs> maybe there was, so I, I went with the hopeful ending. I just the Thrones marathon. She wasn't, yeah. She wasn't going to get through that on Christmas Day, that's for sure. Uh, yeah, but all the all the supporting cast in this wonderful. Dan Starkey was wonderful. I, I forget the other actor's name, but they, they um, were wonderful. Nathan McCullen. I kept reading, too, that they were really, like, they were almost rude and snarky to Santa, but I didn't really get that impression. They almost had a reverence, but more of a, we're, we're hiding our reverence behind some comments. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just got yeah. that impression that because, oh, Santa's got all badass. You know, I was, I was like, <laughs> I was like wow. they actually are impressed with Santa. And he kept telling, you know, shut up. You know, cause, Calm they're, down. They're, Calm down. They're, 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 they're like, they're not employees. They're like best friends right, that you're all yeah, out on a beer run That's I thoroughly enjoyed that interaction between all of them as well. I still think the, the they were chiding him a bit on the roof when he <laughs> when he ran the reindeer into the he landed the sled wrong. <laughs> we saw this in the clip, but all the reindeer flying around, they're loose. It was I, I was so. I loose. almost thought that they that the TARDIS was already there for the first time because uh, the, there's an angle of Clara where she's standing there, and there's some sort of boxy window behind her and it almost looks like the TARDIS windows are there <laughs> and I went the TARDIS is already on the <gasps> Santa and the TARDIS midair collided <laughs> that's why the reindeer are flying that actually might have been you know that that's what caused that and that's why he's like in <laughs> um, oh god where was I going? oh Danny who yeah. thought oh, we were going to see Danny yeah. show up no <laughs> idea surprise. complete surprise just all of a sudden oh wow hey Danny's here Awesome. Oh, but this is going to end badly. I know where we've got to go with this. I, I, I really... I think this is even <clears throat> a better goodbye for Danny than we got in Death in Heaven. With the... I didn't save the world. I saved Clara. Yeah, the rest of you got yeah, lucky. Yeah, yeah. And then his speech to her about mm-hmm. five minutes a day. So good. Because yeah. as much as I liked Death in Heaven... And as much as I, I, I admired the way they, the where they went with Danny, you never really got that last moment with Danny that Clara really deserved. Yeah, and she got that here. She got that and here. even though it wasn't really Danny, it was just as, just as much of a real Danny as it, it, oh, yeah. it had to be. It was just, just a fraction oh, taller. Which leads credence to the this probably was going to be the swan song. Yeah, yeah, you know, it really does. And and here's what I'm worried about is if. If we can craft season nine in such a way so that Clara is a genuine companion, doing genuine companion things, and we're having archers and going off and doing stuff, fantastic. I'm on board with her being around for another season. If she continues to wind up being a plot device, I would have rather gone ahead and write... And I, I hate saying this because I love... Jenna Coleman. I yeah. really, oh, yeah. Yeah. really like her, and I really like Clara. But this felt like such a natural beat to end it on the I way want, everything was structured leading up to it. That I want Clara. I happens. want the Clara we got in Day of the Doctor, where she was not a device. She was yeah. a yes. She was a true companion. Which, she was a true which, companion. And, and to be fair to season eight, she wasn't so much a device 
the way she was in season seven. No, B, no, you're right. You're it right. was more of emotional beats right. than anything else. But I mean, we also had but, that. But, she, but it was a narrative. Of, yeah, she, she was Danny. she was part of the narrative of the Danny and and and. and her relationship, her relationship with, with Danny was, was as much sort of, of a... Between her and the doctor. Exactly. It was as much yeah. of her relationship with Danny as it was her relationship with the yeah. doctor that was being explored. And don't get me wrong, that was fascinating stuff yeah, to I, watch. I, I, and I, I, and I agree with you it. about how Which different nice it was to see that. Which from a mystery. Yeah. This woman's an impossible, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, it's almost like we could have had the impossible girl... And then had somebody else that was the there's this wedge being driven between the two of them, and both of them could have had other companiony type stuff to do. You know what I mean? It's just it's unfortunate that we're getting such really interesting storytelling all kind of lumped into the same person who's not being given a chance to do yes normal companion thing. And I say normal companion thing, but you guys know what I mean by that. And I completely agree with, and I, I, I completely agree with what Chrissy said about how I think that we have now changed the doctor in for the better in this yeah. one i think that we've we've gotten over that I, I i i hope that he is still spiky and a bit prickly and has that very um uh what scottish air to him well yeah 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 no, there, there, there you go that'll work let's go with that but, dwarf like <laughs> but but has more warmth and has more friendship with with clara there, the scene with him made, driving made, the sleigh yeah, is yeah, the the, yeah. the 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 cherry on the top of the that that was and i needed that moment because early on when he says just, uh, holding hands i don't we don't we don't really need to hold oh, okay <laughs> I'll just hold Clara's hand. I'll hold but... Clara's hand, and then she goes, "Show to take his hand." And Shona takes his hand. Okay, so and that was that was another one of those, you know. That, okay, that's twelve. The, but when she hugs him from behind, she's always believed in Santa Claus and hugs him. That was one of those, and he doesn't. He he does. He stiffens up a bit, but he doesn't resist. He just then he just kind of relaxed. Yeah. That was that moment when I went, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's the warmth that, that, that that's just the amount of warmth that the doctor needed. And just a, another another fantastic line to acknowledge, hearkening all the way back to uh, to uh, uh, Verdi Lambert's description of him that he, oh, he's, yeah. he's part Santa Claus, and she oh, says he's God, you know he's yeah, he's just yeah, looked yeah. a little different to me, and yeah. then the hug comes in and it's like oh yay, yeah. so, I'd forgotten, and it's slightly meta that. because I think most fans, the Doctor is Santa Claus. Yeah. Cool. cool. One brings me presents. One brings me adventure. See? <laughs> yeah. One visits a bit more frequently. Depending on who you are. <laughs> so maybe Santa is a time lord. Indeed. I, I Phil hit upon that. I have to say, I really suddenly began to go, <clears throat> we've had all these memes about Mary Poppins, but nobody has put out something that said Santa is a time lord yet. I've seen some. Have there? Yeah. Well, they talk about his, his bag. His yeah. I think Santa's a time lord. They don't play All right. The Anything else you guys want to talk about? And uh, last Christmas, I gave you my heart. The very next day, you gave it away. Why do we all sing like this on that part? I don't know. Oh my gosh, this is so much a reflection of that song. This story. Oh. Last Christmas, I gave you my heart. She gave her heart to Matt Smith, but then the very next day, you gave it away because when he became the twelfth Doctor. She felt so dejected. In it. But this year, uh, to save me from tears, I'll give it to someone special. And by the end of this story, the relationship was back. And they had, they had a new relationship. And so she was ready to give her heart to him again. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. 
I like it. Nobody else is as astounded by that as I am. All right, never mind. I, I did like the, <laughs> I did like the inclusion I'll buy of it. how. Okay. Thanks, Sean. Of the Thanks for every, the pity buy. I'll, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> the lines of every Christmas is last Christmas. I didn't think that was nice. Yeah. Oh, that was a great line. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, like I said, so, 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 so much right, and then so many. Uh, okay, <laughs> there weren't even so many. Uh, okay, there was so just a few. Just a few. For, for me, there were a few more than. than well, obviously, it's, yeah. it's it's. I see your points on a lot of. It was too, still enjoyable. But... It just was just enough of a niggling little at the back of my, you know, scratching at the back of my. But what about? Not even a plot hole. It just it just was a. But oh, I don't. Not sure I feel about that. That. It was a plot dent. It was a plot dent. <laughs> a plot speed bump? A plot ding. <laughs> what do we have coming up on the schedule, Sean? Well, next week on the schedule, we're going to do the fifth Doctor Story Kinda. Did you do that in Indian on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> and next week, we'll be, we be visiting Kinda. Oh, very good. We're going to be doing the Kinda story with Peter Davidson. He's a lovely fellow. He's been on the program several times today. <laughs> Hey, you kids, get away from the blueberry squishy machine. Uh, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. Uh, and um, uh, so that's for Friday Night Who, and then we uh, are <laughs> tentatively still doing, planning on doing <laughs> two audios, uh, um, which are uh, creature, Creatures of Beauty. Creatures of Beauty. And The Game. And the game, which both also happens to star Peter Davison. I keep bumping this. This is not a good stand with this one. Um, uh, from Big Finish. Actually, I actually thought it was brilliant until you started bumping it all. <laughs> really? Yeah. I, I love the stand. You thought something I did was brilliant. Yeah. Well, uh, clearly I was wrong. <laughs> hey, he admitted he was wrong. You know, Sean, you know why I want you to be a pallbearer at my funeral? <laughs> so, no, so you can let me down one last time. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. To Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.